Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. Yeah, that was the icebreaker. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I look. I think you got me. I think you got me the fucking uh, the thing. Like what Thursday night? Maybe Friday morning. Uh, or no, no, you said this to me like Wednesday. No, like, I didn't. This is the fucking I. I didn't send you this. I sent you this like super late. And the, here, here's the deal. I was looking for like news articles because this is a really slow week, relatively slow week. But I saw right. this off on the corner, and I and I said, no way. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, well, we're just gonna go into it. So one of Steam's top selling titles last month was an intense sex game. Oh yeah, it is. And. Uh, I didn't. I'm not gonna say I bought it because I haven't bought it yet. But I might buy this. Don't. I just. What is it bad? I bought it. Oh. Family okay. share that shit. Oh, okay. So it's not that it's bad. It's just that we're cheap. <laughs> um. So uh, here's the thing. Yeah, I think that this it. is actually a sequel because. Okay. I remember. <laughs> yeah, because I of course I know about this. Um, when I was in college the second time. Um, I met this little black Lolita girl. She was like dressed up in like frilly bullshit and whatever. And we started a a friendship between her, me and my wife. And she gave us a, the CD and she was just like, Hey, this is a really fun game. I think you should try it out. Now I knew that she was into like really intense Japanese things. Like she would, she knew Japanese. I think like she would just watch Mm -hmm. things, no subtitles, just let that shit rock. And I'm like, okay, this, this girl is very cultured. It's real deal. We load this bitch up and it is literally make your anime character and fuck it. Oh, yeah. And it was it was it was not that bad. Um, So when I we need Connor on this week. (laughs) So when I saw this, I was just like, yo, Tiff, guess what's out? And I I showed it to her. and She's like, buy it now. (laughs) You have an amazing wife, dude. I have like a quarter of my games are all like hentai games. And that's mostly just her. Um, there is but, no shame in that whatsoever. No, no. But we, we backed we backed Subverse. Yeah, our name is because of Subverse. <laughs> <laughs> because we're so imaginative. Imaginative. That's that's the right thing. Well, now your imagination comes to semi life, I guess. Um, it, it's it's very in de- like in depth. There's a lot of detail okay. involved. So now you can make both the female character and the male. Yes. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you could go ahead and make your own NTR hentai. I forgot that when you sent the icebreaker, I just replied, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, it's it's like give it an eight out of ten. Eight That's out a ten. pretty good. I, I need to play this. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like sixty dollars is a little bit. Um, oh, it's sixty bucks. Shit, it's sixty dollars. Yo, I paid less for Final Fantasy XIV's expansion. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, there's a patch. I have to get download uh -oh. the patch. Patch update. Patch update. I'm Chick chicks with dicks. Now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. I think that cool. was an old. Uh, did you ever see the movie Clerks? The uh, Kevin Smith movie, the first yes. Kevin Smith movie. That's yes. the that's one of the movies that Randall's watching. Is uh, the best of both worlds, chicks with dicks. <laughs> I forgot about but, that. Uh, is this the first yeah. one or the second one? The first Clerks, the okay, black and white yeah. one, the good one. That's, yeah, not that the second one was that bad, but the first one. The, was just... the the second one grew on me. It took a while for it to grow on me, but uh, yeah, this uh, apparently <laughs> the joke was like when you uh, in the last year. Valve has started. I mean, Valve just opened up the doors, and you could just. I mean, we've talked about rape game or rape day or whatever it we keep, was. We keep going back to that for some reason. This is a different. This is one eighty. We're this is we're on the other side of the spectrum. Oh, on this. so we're like. So we, what we mean is that this is consensual. This is fine. This is fine. Rape day. This is not probably fine. <laughs> the best H game I've seen. Like that's pretty good. Flat out, this is the best H game I've ever seen. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't care. I'll discuss it. I, you go on Pornhub now, and you look for like anything like ever since the triple triple a or hentai haven got shut down mm -hmm. you cannot find fucking good they hentai. came back did they come back or did they get shut down again no hold on wait fact I think you're checking right, will back. ruin this podcast no it's great um uh anyway i forgot why are people flocking to the game uh it's the ultimate anime i mean you get to fuck your waifu that's why people want this game yeah it's great yeah, they're Hentai back. Hentai Haven's back. back, yes. They were gone for a while, and I was distraught. They so. were gone for like <laughs> two months. That was it. That's enough time to be distraught, sir. <laughs> Look, X Videos covers you for everything else, man. That's You'll true, or X Hamster. You'll be there. You can get there, too. What the fuck is uh, X Hamster? It's just one of the ones where you... It's just a okay. porno site that's probably not as like safe as Pornhub. I, I think out of all of them, Pornhub's the safest. Like I can go on there and feel like I'm not going to get a virus, but I go on... X videos or X hamster, hamster, and I'm just like, man, I, I just feel dirty being here. Like, really, <laughs> I've always used X videos, man. Ever since Pornhub came around, I was just like, oh, what's the name, actual name of the fucking game? Uh, Koikatsu Party. Koikatsu Party. Koikatsu okay. Party. Yeah. Koi we're looking. Party. We're looking for audio listeners. We're looking at some of the screenshots right now. They're uh, safe for work screenshots. Yep. Uh, from this article, but it looks really fucking in depth, man. Oh, dude! Like you get the you can customize jaw. You can customize ah uh, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I felt dirty. I like how it, mouth is right below nose, but right above beauty spots. I guess beauty spots are like like yeah. moles or like yeah the no Cindy no the, you, you get the Marilyn Monroe man that's oh. that's what that is and it, it, the thing that pisses me off it starts off right in the fucking center of her face <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's not like you could just drag it on her face and place it where you want it to it's like you have to mess with these these meters and I'm just like ah, just put it there. Right. Yeah, I mean, basically, like we said before, Steam just opened the doors to anything, and they're just like, you can make whatever you want. Yep. Put it on here. As we've seen in the last few years, Steam is actually is actually garbage. Like, a majority of the games are completely garbage on Steam, and it's just... But 
in in the midst of the rough, you find a diamond. Yeah, and that's what that's what Koi Gatsu you know, Party is. Apparently, you, you want to know what I'm really excited about? I can't wait for the fucking mods to come out for this game. Oh yeah, Eddie, you're gonna have your Randy Macho Man Savage mods in this, just like in Skyrim. <laughs> like I want to see Hulk Hogan fuck the alien. From Alien. Queen. The Xenomorph Queen? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, audio listeners, you kind of got a little inside of Chris's brain. Just just, just for, just for fuck's sake. I'm going to go with my wholesome 18-year-old over waifu. <laughs> okay. That's fine. So, yeah, any audio listeners that are listening, uh, the good thing is if you're not over 18, which everyone knows is in this day and age, you don't put your actual birthday on fucking Steam. There's 12-year-olds that are on Steam that are apparently 25. I am not consenting to this. You're not consenting to this? Okay. I'm not consenting to this conversation. Ah, okay. I'm, no, what I'm saying is, like, kids that... I know nobody listens... No kids listen to this podcast. That's but if right. kids do, don't go check this game out. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean... I remember back in the day when I was trying to watch Channel 76, trying to see a boob, and now I can play a game where I can literally build the boob. Yes. So. Yo, yo, they have so many options, dude. Yeah, we're going to have to screen, we're going to have to, not screen share, we're going to have to just uh, family (laughs) share this one. I got to share, what did I, what did I buy that I need to share with you, but you, apparently you're on a different level and you won, won this argument. So there's something I need, you asked me to share, oh, uh, the takedown. Yes, that's what it was. So the takedown versus Koiketsu party, uh, this the party wins. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> this is not an uh, even share. So uh, I guess we're going to move on to weeks. I think I'm going to go first with mine. Is yep. that how we do this? It's been a week since I've recorded a podcast, and I don't have a third person to bounce ideas off of anymore. So <laughs> Sorry. I'm so glad that your audio sounds so much better this week, Chris. Look, because apparently Scotty and I suck. If someone had told me, if someone had told me, I, I noticed I'm, on day two of clips. You didn't even notice on the first day. No, I was just because that first clip didn't have you in it. So, oh, that's that's the reason why, of course. No. And then day two, I was like, man, he sounds. I thought that was just on my end. He sounds but like no. ass. No, yeah, like, like after booty. I saw that, I'm like, are you fucking serious? And I went into fucking Discord, and for some fucking reason, after the the windows update it defaulted all of my shit mm-hmm. to defaults and it was feeding through my fucking webcam windows updates will fuck you every time fuck them bitches so all right let's go i'm gonna jump into my week uh my week has been i've actually done a fucking lot this week i've been streaming a lot uh streams have been going pretty good my streams surprisingly like have not dropped down below i know this is gonna sound weird but five viewers five viewers is a lot for me and you if we get five viewers on our streams mm-hmm. consistent we got up uh yeah we've been playing uh final fantasy 14 which i'm gonna just go right into that right now final fantasy 14 my buddy informed me and i did not know this that you could just pay 25 dollars and just skip all the main story quests up until Shadowbringers. i know that kind of sounds shitty but i got through heaven's ward and you watch some of that heaven's ward it's a fucking grind mm-hmm and if you were ever to come back, I think you stopped in a Realm Reborn, right? I finished yeah. the base game, and they were just like, oh, let's play Heaven's Ward. I'm like, okay, let's go right into it. It's like, oh, you need to finish, like, patches two through four. Mm. And I'm like, You fuck need to see that. what happens in Olda and all that stuff. So Fuck that uh, but, noise. But my buddy informed me that you could pay $25 and do that. But 
apparently at one point you could pay $25, you would get that and a character boost to level 70. So you pick one of your jobs that you don't like. I have a level 65 warrior. I'm not going to pay $25 to boost that bitch five levels. That just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I paid $25 and boosted a black mage because that was the next thing I wanted to play. So I do the thing. I'm online online last night. I buy it. I download it. You got to wait a little bit for it to get sent to you. You get a book that you basically open and then it restarts your game and you go in and I'm like, okay, cool. Level 70. They give you. I think they give you 500,000 gil when you buy it. They give you 500, half a mil of gil. They give you a full set of armor to play your character at level 70 and all that. Uh, and then I'm looking at my main story quest line, and it's the same as when I first logged off. Uh, so apparently they took that out. That's a separate transaction. So I bought, I have character boosted a character for no reason. Nice. Out 25 bucks. But I guess my buddy felt bad that told me about it. Uh, so he bought me. He just like, hey, I got a code for you. I was like, dude, you didn't have to do that. He's like, no, boost it because I need to do level. I need to do dungeons and I need a tank. So let's go. So I'm his bitch tank now for a while. So nice. But the good thing is with the leveling, if I were because you're probably at level 50, that's what the cap was back in the day. Yeah. Uh, if you were to do a $25 boost up to Stormblood, you could do your challenge logs and just do random dungeons and level through those 20 levels super, super fast. So if you wanted to do something like that, if you didn't want to pay the extra 25 to boost a character to 70 as well, because you'd have to do like 50 bucks. Right. Or you could play through it. I'm also thinking about dropping $10 because I'm basically just like a basic human guy. I'm mm -hmm. like a big, tall human dude. I'm really liking the Hrothgar, like the big burly cat dudes, and uh, I'm thinking about maybe switching over to those because they look. It will really cost cool. you $10 to swap races. It's a $10. Uh, uh, you can you get to pick. I mean, yeah, it's just a swap. You get to pick uh, race and gender if you want to switch. Okay. Now, so since you pay the $25 to switch over to Storm um, to Shadowbringers, does that automatically just permanently skip Stormblood? Or can you go uh, so back to Stormblood? You can go back and watch the cutscenes, but you can't do the missions. So in your when you go into the inn, and uh, I very I don't know Final Fantasy fourteen as much as everybody else does, but recently I've been going to my inn, any inn you can go into and go into your room, and there's like a log book that you can go and actually it divides all the cutscenes into the story modes and like expansions, so you can watch everything to see what went down. Okay. But you just don't have to do the quest. You don't have to do the actual quests. Okay. So, uh, but everyone's told me Heaven's Ward has the most expansions uh, or the most uh, patches. So that was long as hell. A lot of people have told me Stormblood wasn't worth it. It doesn't have a very strong story. But Shadowbringers is the place to be. Yeah, Storm Stormblood was, from what I've heard, the weakest of the of the Final Fantasies, and even then, it's, it still did relatively well. But yeah. That's because it was super weeabooey too. Like it was had all your, I mean, yeah, it had the, like the. Did it have the samurai and the? Yeah, I think the ninja the came out the, earlier than that. Yeah, it, uh, so uh, Stormblood came out with Dark Knight, uh, the sa the samurai, and I think the Dark Knight, and maybe I think it was also the Red Mage. I think also the astrologer. Astrologer came out in Heaven's Ward with Ninja. Okay, and the Mechanist or whatever. That one came out in Heaven's Ward as well, I think. Okay. Uh, and then the Blue Mage. The Blue Mage is really weird because the Blue Mage is not a clash you can play with other people. It has its own single story mode leveling system. 
Yeah, it's really, really weird. I have not delved into it yet, but apparently it is a standalone thing that you cannot change that. Like, if you want to be a blue mage in a dungeon with me and, like, two other people, no, that's not how that works. Yeah, it's weird. Audio listeners, Chris has a very puzzled look on his face, so. Then what's the point? It's, I don't know. My buddy has talked to me about it, and he said it's, I don't know. I have to do more research into it. Uh, because Blue Mage is ob- is the one where you learn enemies' moves and uses them. Use them. That's what mm-hmm. it's always been. Right. But I don't know how that would factor in. I don't know how it is. I don't know if there's a separate scenario strictly for Blue Mage, and you just basically play through it just to be like, hey, I played through it. It was fun. Uh, but I don't know. But okay. so far, the game is still great. I have just did the Shadowbringers. Uh, I would not recommend doing a level 70 jump unless you absolutely know the class that you're playing in. Because I did Black Mage and my bar was just like, here's all your shit. And I was like, I don't know what the what fuck do to do. What do I do? Go back to Warrior. Go back to Warrior. <laughs> uh, but my Warrior is 65, so I'm probably going to level it five more levels and just tank through Shadowbringers. Okay. And then uh, highly don't. I highly recommend not level boosting a healer either. Because a healing in uh, Final Fantasy XIV is something you need to progressively learn. Instead of just, boom, I'm level 70 now. What the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. So, uh, apparently, too, once you hit level 80, all of your other character or all, the, all of your other jobs get a 30% boost in experience gain. And that stacks with the Aetherite earrings that if you pre-ordered Stormblood, you got the 30% boost earrings. So, you're basically getting a 60% boost just from those two things when you're leveling other jobs. That's And nuts. that's not... That's not counting in eating your three eating your food, which gives you three percent experience boost. So you get sixty three percent experience boost, mm-hmm. which makes the game super easy with the leveling. Yeah, um, but that's all I got. I hope other people jump in. Again, I'm on the Primal server on Hyperion. That's what I've been playing. I think H two O has been playing. He's been playing a free to play account. He's on another. Uh, there's a f- there's a free to play. It's free to play up to level thirty. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and I think you can only have one character per realm. Okay. When if you're paying for it, you get eight characters per realm. So, but this is the kind of game where I would not want to make another character because then I got to go through all the main story quests again. Yeah, fuck that. And, like and the way the Final that. Fantasy did it was super, super smart. You take your one character, and it could be any fucking class it wants to. Like yeah, you don't have to because you're the warrior people. of light. Yeah. So, or in uh, this case, the warrior of darkness. Maybe I don't know. I haven't played the Shadowbringers yet. So that's just what I heard. Right. Uh, I did play uh, else on the stream. Played Mario Maker 2. Mm-hmm. I had a buddy sent me, a buddy I work with, he sent me about six levels uh, that he made. And I played them on stream, I think Thursday night. And then I had another buddy send me seven levels from this other creator. And I just played those. And I had a lot of fucking fun with those. Uh, I've always said Mario Maker 2 is an amazing game to stream because everybody's experience is different, even if you're playing the same level. Because people get frustrated at different levels, and some people are good at different things. The the level that I got done with, and I was just like, yeah, I'm done with the stream, was one where it's cannonballs. Where first part of the level, you're going horizontal, and you have to like jump on cannonballs and make it across to different platforms. Mm-hmm. Part's easy. The next part was you had to time. Everything was going vertical this time. And you had to time going up and I got to the first part and then the second part I, I I was on it for half an hour and I could not get past it I could not figure out the sequence of cannonballs that I had to hit and by that time it was towards the end of the stream and I'm like I'm done 
Thank you for the stream, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but more, uh, I'm actually, too, I think in, not this next week. This next week coming up, I'm going to try and do my five nights streaming. But I think I'm going to drop down to three nights a week to streaming. Okay. Because the other two nights, I want to work on videos and scripts and, you know, just stuff around the house, too. So we'll see how that goes. Probably going to keep it to like a Sunday. No, a Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday stream. So that way, Monday and Wednesday are just open for anything. Right. Uh, I've also actually put in a request to do you know of a YouTube channel called Eric's Gaming? No. He does a lot of Monster Hunter videos and analysis and stuff like that. Uh, I joined his Discord server and uh, joining his Twitch stream or his Twitch team just to try and get more like views and get my name out there and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. hopefully they accept me. They the the prerequisites were that you streamed a lot and you had a lot of vods that they could go through and look at. And I have about thirty vods on my channel, so we'll hear from them in a couple days. So okay. Cool. Uh, what else do I got going on this week? Uh, we both we played a game not together, but we both played a game this week. It was the same game. It yes. was requested by Mr. Scotty Moe. Yes. There were points in this game where I actually teared up because it hit me at such a spiritual level. Yeah. So this was 1980X. Um, oh my God. so good. <laughs> it is it was made by I forget the name of the developer. There I think they're high bits. Swedish high bits. There you go. Yeah, uh, they're a Swedish developer. And that I saw Chris Powell from Megavisions play this. And mm-hmm. I only like I'd only did like a few bits and pieces looking through because I didn't see it live. I saw it through his VOD. Right. But the art style was really, really interesting to me, and I'm just like, okay. Let the me. The pixel art is beautiful. The pixel art is amazing. Yeah. These get like, so 1980X is a. I want to say that it's heavily based off of Sega IPs, or maybe not necessarily Sega IPs, but there's a lot of stuff on. There I can see it though. That came from Sega. Now, um, there was Outrun. There was a street. There was an Outrun clone which was Streets gorgeous. Of Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I love that whole that two hundred seconds where you're just going to the city. Yeah, and you had the voiceover going. I was yeah. like, this is fucking. It beautiful, is man. so fucking gorgeous. Uh, the Streets of Rage clone. I think it was like Burning Heart or some shit like that. Blazing, Blazing Heart or something. Blazing like Heart. That, yeah. that was my least favorite part of it, but that's because I'm not a beat 'em up guy. I've, I got I've glitched just... in that stage. Yeah, you were telling me that you did. So um, the, there's the first when you first get off the subway and you're going through the level, and then you go through the like, the you go through the end of the level, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was on the foreground when I went into the building, so it pushed me to the foreground. I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is how this is supposed to work. <laughs> so I just restarted the game, and I was like, okay. Luckily, that was the only glitch that I had. Mm-hmm. So now Blazing Hearts, and then uh, the R Type clone. That one was I, probably I one. my favorite. That one was was really fucking good. Although I raged on the uh, the 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 Japanese runner one. Yeah, that one. I don't want to say that that was a low point for it because I still thought it was pretty cool. I think what they were trying to do was replicate the. You played Shinobi three before, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so I think it's either the first or the second level where you're constantly running through the 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 wheat field and you see the the mm-hmm. castle in the background and it's it's starting the thunder and lightning and you have these enemies coming out of nowhere 
I think that they were trying to do something with that, but take it a little bit more arcadey. It wasn't bad. Which was, if that game was an actual an arcade game, that would be a quarter eater. <laughs> yeah. Like, it definitely felt like something in the vein of, like, Temple Run or shit that you see mm-hmm. on your phones. Um, but everything else, I love the last one. I, I don't remember the name of it, but it is. The a, last one was, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's the. That was, uh, that's a Fantasy Star. I want to say, if anything, Fantasy Star 1 clone. Um, it's a dungeon crawler and you're just going, it's the, it's the POV style dungeon crawler. You have the one enemy that shows up and then you either choose to, to hack it or beam it or slash Mm -hmm. at it. Rock, Um, paper, scissors. It's not rock, paper, scissors. No. Well, what I'm saying is the way I, the reason I say rock, paper, scissors is let's say like the hack ability was paper and you're like, Oh, this character's weak to hack. Okay. So it's kind of that revolve. That that's how I say rock. It's a, from an old. I don't know if you ever played. Uh, back when Toonami.com was big and they had a lot of games on there. There was one Gundam game where it was a chess chess kind of game. It was like Risk actually. And then yeah, when yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when you that. battled another thing. It was laser beam or sword or laser yeah. gun sword. It's just rock paper scissors. I so. need to find that. There's websites out there that still have those. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, SWF yeah. files. Those that game was the one that stuck out to me the most. Mm-hmm. But 1980X is the music is phenomenal. Like you could have, you probably played this game. This shit's right up my alley. Like yeah, I I play that game twice. The the music on there. I need to get I need to get a soundtrack. I'm gonna play it on stream because I, and also I remember last week I said that I thought I was watching Lawrence at the end. Nope, it was the very beginning. After I started playing, I was like, oh no, this wasn't the end. This it was right after the Streets of Rage clone. Mm-hmm. And when it pans up to the character in their room, mm-hmm. I thought that was the ending. And it was not the ending. Okay. So. But it's it, I love it. It's not like a two hour game. I think I played it for two hours. If that. Like I, yeah. I clocked in at an hour. I think the the Shinobi part is what I've spent the yeah, most the time Shinobi on. Shinobi part was the hardest one. It, to be honest That's a spirited way boss right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, however, the um the R type clone. Uh, that was did give me a little bit of trouble, but I just kept on going back and kept I got lucky with that it. one. Mm-hmm. No, there were points where it was just like the the because the voiceover is good too. The entire time there's a voice. The voice acting is really great. The storyline that is being painted um, is you used is to have great. a good, perfect family, and then mm-hmm. something the mom and dad drifted apart, so there was a divorce. I didn't pick up on a divorce. I picked up that his father passed away. I picked up on it said something that dad he said something like something that dad did. So I'm thinking maybe dad I don't think he died though. I thought that he passed away because he wasn't around anymore. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd like have to look something look, happened to, to him. I'd have to play it again. I yeah. just automatically went to maybe an affair or they divorced or something like that. So Maybe. But yeah, but the game is the game hit me on just just that not knowing what I mean, you're 16 years. I could say this character's probably about 16. Roughly, yeah. He's just probably in not high school. Yeah, just not knowing what you want, not knowing like, or not so much as not knowing what you want, but just getting so tired of the mundane shit over and over and over again. You like wake up, eat, go to school, extracurricular activities, or slash job, go to bed, mm-hmm. and just to be like, you want something more, and. For this kid, it was an arcade. 
And that's fucking awesome because I didn't. You grew up in like the New York area and all that stuff, so you probably had arcades you could go to. Yeah. Uh, not me. I live up. I mean, I grew up in the South. We had to drive literally like forty minutes to a mall that had Guilty Gear X or Double X or whatever it was Accent Core mm-hmm. in its arcade. That arcade's shut down now, and it breaks my heart. So, but yeah, that this game. There were multiple times I teared up, and I was just like, "This hits me so hard." Yeah. The, I'm hoping that they come out with a second one because it, it. I mean, it it's a cliffhanger. It. It's it's a cliffhanger on that one, but um, that's going up there as some of the best games I've played this year so far. It's fantastic. Yeah. So audio listeners, uh, 1980x by Highbit Games on Steam. It's ten dollars. Yeah, ten bucks. I will pay ten dollars if they release the soundtrack as well. Yeah, because I want the, that soundtrack. If anything, the soundtrack is fantastic absolutely fantastic wavy i would go as far to say that at least three of those games deserve their own game by itself oh yeah blazing blazing hearts you could make an entire game on that the outrun game that game was fantastic it just looked so good yeah apparently there's achievements in it too that uh like outrun is like drive the entire time without getting a collision Mm -hmm. uh the shinobi i i I need to go back and play it since it's only an hour and a half hour, hour game, hour and a half. Like it's got high replayability. And at the end, apparently in that last game, Scotty brought it to our attention that apparently there's like extra cause it's a text pace. So it's saying like, Oh, you did this attack. The enemy did this attack. There's yeah. other shit that's put in there. Like why, why did you do this? Like there's just little sentences thrown in there. Yeah. The, the, the last portion, which, you know, I, I would argue is my favorite as far as a, a storytelling aspect of it because mm-hmm. there is a lot of emotion that is subtly being thrown at you. And if you're listening mm-hmm. to the things that are being said to you after each combat and killing each of the dragons, um, it is a push back and forth, this emotional battle between him and his mother. Yeah. Um, well, it feels really good, too, in that once you get to the point where you're just one-shotting enemies – you're just yeah. like, this enemy, this guy used to give me like, and it's only within the span of five minutes. You're like, this enemy used to give me such bullshit. Now it's dead. <laughs> yeah. That uh, even, yeah, that game is fantastic, and I highly recommend it. So yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, what else did we do this week? Oh, I got my retro freak in. I got my uh, replacement. I need to send you my EverDrive. I'm yeah. gonna send you my uh, EverDrive and see how that works. Okay, so I played it, and it comes on, so that's good. Uh, the problem is when they sent it, they sent it to my old address Rip. and they, they FedEx overnighted it like, oh, good. From, J- from Japan. So yeah, but luckily my wife works in the city where we used to live and mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, I need you to call cause there's a new tenant where we used to live. Cause that apartment complex is an apartment that her company runs. And I said, you need to call, I need you to call them. And if they get a package, I need you need them to bring it to the office and because this is like a $300 system. She goes, okay. And then she texts me. She goes, so apparently you have to sign for that package. And I was like, shit. So I called FedEx and get it taken care of. And my wife could sign for it. So we got okay. it. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, isn't that like an hour away from your crib? It's an hour and 20 minutes away from my Fuck crib. That. No, it's an hour and 40 minutes. But uh, yeah, I also uh, bought another copy of Bloodstain. Because it was $30 at Best Buy on PlayStation 4, and you got the metal... Uh, the Steelbook? Collect- the Steelbook for free. That's so, cool. 
Yeah, I sent the link in the Discord. Uh, I think the sale might still be going on. It's for Xbox One and for PS4. I need the to go o- look. And the only problem is it looks like because I bought it and I wanted to ship it to my house, and they're shipping the game to my house, but I have to go to the Best Buy in Jonesboro and pick up the Steelbook. Because I don't know if I... I guess those were two different shipping options for those two things because they're technically two items, mm-hmm. and I might have done site to store on one of them. Rip. So. I'm gonna have my wife go pick it up. So, <laughs> uh, oh, also this week uh, we started. My, so I've been feeling really bad because like I haven't done a tour yet, but my office is basically set up. Like I've got everything in it, my streaming set up, all that stuff. And my wife, basically her library, which is like the den when you were first walk walk into our house from the back door, uh, has just been not unpacked since we moved in, and that den is her library. So finally, I I just I don't know what it was. I guess I finally got that drive on Friday. I texted her. I was like, "Hey, we're painting this bitch, and we're gonna get this den set up to be your library within the week." And she was like, "Awesome!" So that's what we've been doing. We primed that bitch all day yesterday. So we had to because so painting's not hard. I don't really feel like painting is hard until so I'm looking at your walls, audio listeners. Normal walls, nothing, nothing you gotta do. The only trim you have is looks like your door around there and maybe the baseboards right yep no not in the den because this the den was an addition that was built onto the house after it was built and uh it has wood paneling on the walls and those like like the one behind you uh yes and no like this is wood paneling but the wood paneling that are in the den is much smaller boards oh fuck that (laughs) <laughs> so when you put the boards together, there's a seam of the two things coming together. So that's where they put extra trim. So when you're sitting in the room, you just see like in the middle of the wall, there's just an extra trim right in the middle. So all that trim, you have to tape around. So luckily when we prime it, because it's all wood color and my wife doesn't want, she wants all the wood color to be gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So she picked like a pebble gray and a like off white for the trim and it looks really good. But so when we primed, we just primed everything. That shit was easy. But we've been doing the painting today and we I'm going to send pictures. I'll put dis- pictures in the discord of the before and after. But it's we've got a lot of it done. But now we're to the point like the main walls are painted. But now we're doing the trim and the touch up and the window sills and all that stuff. But we'll be working on it all week, and we'll have it done by next weekend. So that's my first big home project. Nice. And she's she's like, ooh, renovating's hard. I was like, hold on, babe. This isn't renovation. This is painting. Renovation yeah, is a lot worse. Because <laughs> renovation is where you're tearing walls down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate painting. I cannot stand it. I've, I painted three, three rooms in this house. One of them was like a combo. One of them was the family room and the uh, the kitchen, and that's mm. a fucking nightmare. Uh, you have I carpet did, too, don't you? I do, but we I we have... pulled, we put out like shit. No, I take that back. Four rooms because I also did my office, and then I did the kids' room, and then I did my room. Um, <laughs> and then when I looked, so it, it, when you enter my house, I, I've, I've got a big house. When you go into my house. We've got these vaulted cathedral ceilings that go up like 20, 30 feet. And there's this this fucking chandelier that comes down. And me and my wife are like looking up at that. And we're like, fuck this. I ain't doing this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) 
We ended up paying a paying a dude to paint the entire thing, and his shit looks so much better than the rest of the fucking house that we did. So I can tell you what, though. I can tell you what, though. It really depends on the paint you buy. We had some good ass fucking paint, and it still came out like ass. Really, we bought so we bought we bought some that had primer in it, and my wife felt like she she was like it's still not going to be enough, so we need to prime just in case. Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, we probably didn't have to prime because that paint rolled on like fucking cake, like it was so nice. Like the main portions are fine, like it's just. But we also found out that the smaller portion of trim, we basically got a crowbar. Uh, like a super thin, skinny crowbar and popped mm-hmm. out the smaller pieces of trim. So yeah. I popped those off, painted those. We painted behind them. But the long fucking pieces of trim, those are the ones that I'm afraid that if I pop one off and then try to pop the other ones off, that it's just going to snap in two. So we're going to, we're going to, we're trimming around those. But the, everything, like I said, it'll all be done by, if anything, by next weekend. And it looks so much better already. Nice. It looks it looks like we stepped out of the seventies into modern era. <laughs> so she's got uh dude, we I know this is gonna sound super boring, but I am gonna sound like a super old man right now. But we went shopping yesterday and we went to like Lowe's and shit and we were looking mm-hmm. for a nice floor lamp. And f- nice floor lamps ain't fucking cheap. Like you're gonna spend like a hundred bucks on a nice one. And we found one at Lowe's that was a hundred dollars and it has like a huge like frosted glass dome that's like where the light goes in and then halfway down it it has a little night light like it has another light that comes on that bitch was on sale for 38 dollars, and i bought that shit so fat what are you looking at (laughs) i'm looking at my floor lamp that is described the exact same way as you're putting it and it's like a real thick base and everything too that bitch heavy I'm pretty strong now, so I I, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if it, this is like a Lowe's thing everywhere, but go check this bitch out because this, I'm going to get another one just okay. in case. My wife's like, where are you going to put it? I was like, I'm going to put it somewhere. We need to keep it because that bitch is $38 and it's normally <laughs> $95. So. Just because you got something for a steal doesn't necessarily mean that you have to buy all of the inventory. Right. Think that's it for my week. I'm trying to think of anything else just off the top of my head. I didn't really. I've been playing a little bit more of Magic Arena online. I played a little bit of that just to kind of get my uh, get my weeklies done. Let me tell you what. Mono blue. Did you the mono blue deck in standard, which is mono blue aggro, is stupid with this new London mul- mulligan rule, because the combo that you want is you want a turn one one drop creature. Which mm-hmm. can be your Siren Stormcaller, which is a 1-1 flyer that... Or that Salamandra for, shit. Uh, Terramander. I say Terramander. It's, it's yeah. just Terramander. But there's a new one that's... So uh, M20 gave a lot of utility to this deck. Because now there is a 1-drop with Flash and Flying. Because it's a spirit. It's a pirate spirit. Yeah. And I don't think it has Flying. It might be Flash and Flying. But it also has for 3... Three uh, colorless and one blue. I don't think you have to tap it. Draw a card. So if you're flooding out on mana, you just that's play this That's a rare, creature. right? That's, that's at least that a rare. Is, that is an uncommon. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it is something. One drop flash flying mana skill. Yeah. For yeah. free. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, but then the the other thing is the turn two that you want is an enchantment called uh, Curious Obsession. It's okay, a one yeah, drop. Yeah. yeah, and that one is uh, gives your 
your creature plus one plus one, and then whenever you do direct combat to your uh, to your opponent, you get to draw a card. Right. Yeah. That that the, was. Was that, that was Ixalan. Ixalan? Ixalan, yeah. Yeah. The downside is if you don't swing with the creature, then uh, the enchantment falls off and mm-hmm. destroys itself. But So what you just do is you mulligan until you get a one-drop creature and the Curious Obsession. I mulled down to three, kept the land, kept the creature, kept the Curious Obsession, and won that game. That's insane. But I can tell you right now, that deck, if like... Because there's so much burn. I mean, we have many, like, you have Shock, you have Lightning Strike, you have a now a 2-drop, two 2-2 two, two Goblin that you sacrifice it. Uh, it does 2 damage to any target. And uh, so whenever they, it's a lot like Infect. If they kill your creature, it's over. And mm-hmm. I had that happen. Like, I mulliganed down to 4, I kept it. They they Fanatical Firebrand my creature on turn 1, which is, you know, the 1-drop Haste. Yeah. Or just do one damage, which mm-hmm. sucks because I should have waited. I went ahead and played the Flash creature. I should have played it on his end step and then did my Curious Obsession after that. But uh, that's not how it went. So, but yeah, it's fun. Uh, I think that's it for... They, they've they introduced full art basic lands in uh, Arena. That's cool. But they're for so Battle they're for Zendikar, doing... so everyone's bitching. Yeah... Everyone wants, like, everyone wants Zendikar. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most common fucking full art that I've ever seen. Actually, no, that's not true. Fucking most common full art lands that pop up fucking everywhere was uh, Amonkhet. And they're all like the, the boring yeah. the boring horns. Yeah, um, I, I like the Unhinged personally. Those are the ones I go for. The Unhinged ones are nice. The unhinged. I'm. I'm not a fan of the un. What's the most recent one? Was it unglued? No, not unglued. Unstable. It was un, un, I don't like the unstable. Uh, okay. But I. I like the unhinged. I'm not paying for the foils though because like a foil island is like eighty to a hundred dollars. Fuck that. I will say that I am super jealous. Uh, I have a buddy that lives out in North Carolina that he went to a GP a couple years ago and John Avon, the artist for those uh, unhinged lands, was there. Selling twenty four by thirty six uh, posters of the un, of the full art lands, framed for twenty dollars a piece. That's yes, yeah. nice. that's really yes. Yeah. Nice. I would have bought those in a heartbeat because those things are beautiful and they are perfect. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even have to like you can put them in your main house and someone's like that's pretty. I'm like yeah, that's a magic card. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's about it for me. Uh, I I. I guess I can talk about it because it's official. I will be on a podcast next week. Uh, I will be on, I believe, the Megavision Sideshow podcast. Nice. Reviewing, <laughs> reviewing a movie called Brain Scan. Nice. And uh, I watched it earlier today. It's a movie from 1994. It's a horror cyber movie, like cyber like CD-ROM video game movie. Mm-hmm. It's got Edward Furlong in it from Terminator 2. Three years after Terminator 2 came out. So we kind of start to see the decline of his career. <laughs> With brain scan, but I will tell you what the character that plays the like Wishmaster Freddy Krueger character, his heart is fully in it, and he does an amazing job. Nice. Like this movie is has a six point one out of ten on Internet Movie Database, has a Metacritic score of like twenty four, <laughs> but it has a viewer score of ninety six percent of people liked it. That's crazy. So yeah, it's not. I mean. I watched it on YouTube because someone put it on there. So, 
Okay. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it because I got to own a copy of this movie. So, but yeah, check me out on that. That'll be coming out soon. So I think that's it for me. I'm, I'm done blabbing. So cool. Um, I have a new favorite podcast. Uh, it is called lions led by donkeys. Lions. Scrubbers. (laughs) I make scrubbers. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. That's, that's separate. Like stuff that I listen to, like Lions. there's Megavisions. Yeah, so it's called Lions Led by Donkeys. It is produced by two army veterans, okay. and they sit around, and I, I, they have to be drunk or high or some <laughs> shit like that. But they sit around, and they do these crash courses of wars that go fucking terrible. So, so they do like a drunken history? Yeah, it's kind of I think it's like a drunken history or they're just like so desensitized to the shit that goes on to the world that they make jokes about all the terrible things that goes on. Like, for example, they just did a six part episode on the Soviet Afghan war. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. How long are these episodes? How long are these? They're an hour each. Okay, so, so I a went, six hour podcast. Damn, it's it's a six hour podcast. I listened to that in one fucking day because I was so intrigued. Like, I've always been fascinated about stuff that happens during the Cold War. Yeah, so Russia, the Russian Soviet Union is like your shit. Yeah, so listening to the Soviet uh, Afghan War, especially during the time of their inevitable decline, like it was only I want to say like the end of the Afghan Soviet War was three years before the fall of the Soviet Union. And there is a lot of writing Shit. on the wall that you see leading up to its inevitable demise. Right now, I'm currently listening to the Iraqi-Iranian uh, war. And that's okay. all sorts of fucked up. But if you're if you're a military nerd and you like listening to stupid people do stupid things but have a lot of whole lot of power uh definitely check out lines led by donkeys it's there's one there's a thing uh, there's a movie that apparently is on netflix right now called the great hack uh apparently it's about uh how the i don't know if it's specifically the military but the government and uh big uh like facebook and stuff like that basically weaponized people's data yes so i I want to list. I want to watch that. It's on the Netflix. Yeah, it's on. We watched the trailer for it, and I was very intrigued by it. Okay, I'm gonna go check that out. I also watched my cousin Vinny today for the first time, and that was great. <laughs> How did you not talk about that? That movie is great. I've always heard. I caught the like last hour of it, so I. I mean, lo- the logistics of it is these two kids get arrested for a crime they didn't commit, and they need a lawyer, and they have a cousin Vinny. Or one of them has a cousin Vinny that never passed the bar, but he's really good at what he does. So it's got Joe Pesci in it and uh, Alyssa, not Milano, but Alyssa Tomei. She plays uh, the girl. Spider- yeah, she plays Spider-Man's uh, aunt in uh, the new Spider-Man movies. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's still fine. By the way, we went and saw Far From Home and I liked it. I'm really excited to talk with Scotty on why he was not fond of it. So. Okay. We went and saw it. We went and saw it at the Good Theater. We're we, Good. we're making we're making a drive to the Good Theater every day. Oh, it was a, Chris. It was a wonderland when we walked into that movie theater. It was us and two other people <laughs> <laughs> in a movie theater for a hundred people. That's and it what was happens great. when you wait like fucking six weeks after the movie came out, and you go at one fifteen in the afternoon. 
and it's recliner seats, and I love it. Matinees it's so are the good. Best. They're so uh, good. Fun fact: My cousin Vinny is the reason why I eat grits. I watched that scene. <laughs> I eat grits because I'm from the South, but you have a different reason. <laughs> nope. I, I eat grits because my cousin hey, Vinny. That, and that you don't scene. touch the instant ones, do you? No. Nope. No, I do not. But uh, Man, some good old shrimp and grits are fucking dope. I need to make a trip down to yeah. Louisiana. And, and let me ask you this. Sugar or salt? Uh, it depends on if I'm eating them with other things. If I'm doing shrimp and grits, that's like a salt thing. But if I just want some sweet grits, I'll just throw some sugar in them, bitches. Mm. I do not put sugar in that shit. I I think it tastes terrible. Really? Yeah, salt all the way. But anyway, um, I played a new tabletop game a couple nights ago. Call of Cthulhu. Um, that game is fascinating. So my forte is D and D, Pathfinder, mm. uh, Starfinder. I think that's the name of it. I played it once. Um, (laughs) some OSR games. Like I'm usually heavily into like the, the high fantasy realm when it comes to tabletop. Call of Cthulhu is a fucking mystery game. So it takes most of the games from what I understand takes place in the 1920s. So my character was a bootlegger. Like he worked for like the Philadelphia crime family. (laughs) Of course (laughs) he was the Philadelphia crime family. Uh, had a lot of guns, and uh, j- did you know that there was a medicinal license for alcohol? I had no idea. Medicinal? I didn't know that that was a Is thing. Is that yeah. during the time of the Prohibition? Yeah, so this since it, be- since it takes place during the Prohibition, I was doing some research. I'm like, okay, let me try to get my character as factually accurate as possible. And so pretty boy Gary Flynn, that's my character. Okay. Had a medicinal license to obtain and sell uh, alcohol. It's great. It, it sounds like, I mean, just like the marijuana stuff like now. Yeah. I just have to wait another 10 years before they legalize it. Dude, Arkansas is so close and I'm so happy. We have medi- <laughs> we have medicinal now. Okay. So we're all close They're... to getting recreational. Nice. Good and I'm going to be a fucking stoner when recreational comes out. <laughs> But this this campaign that we played, uh, a lot of the campaigns campaigns that we're playing were a lot of, was um, short. The premise was there was a kidnapping that took place in Vermont. Um, the motivation for my character was that the three people that kidnapped her originally came from my gang, and I have to go and fix the situation. Mm. Um, there was two other players that were playing with me. One was a scientist. I think he was like a geologist. And then another one was a war veteran that was working for this really rich guy whose daughter got kidnapped. He lost his job and he was trying to impress his boss to get his job back. Something about this game that the DM was telling me was that, um, for you to succeed in Call of Cthulhu, and when we say succeed, we mean finding out what happens mm-hmm. uh, you die that's how you do it your characters die and then you make another character and if you continue to do the thing like try to solve what's really going on your characters will die because the more they know the more likely they're going to be in danger okay or go so, crazy or something ex- like that. yeah so like in this game there's a sanity meter so you start <laughs> off based off of like what your your intellect is and then it 
ticks down with the more crazy shit that starts ending up happening to them. That reminds me of, I guess, Bloodborne, kind of. Sort there's of. Kind of an, there's one enemy that has an insanity meter that if you look yeah, at them for too long, yeah. It's it's a little bit like that. So, or I mean, if, if, if you played the video game Call of Cthulhu, which it's nothing like the tabletop game. You streamed I mean, that, didn't you? <laughs> no, I recorded it, though, and luckily that got deleted when dipshit <laughs> fucking fried my hard drive. So, just to go not just to go on a tangent real quick. I I sure. was a, a very big uh very big HP Lovecraft fan and all that stuff. Uh mm-hmm. never really delved into like what he was as a person and all that until recently. I can't like I don't think I can like Cthulhu or not Cthulhu in general, but a lot of I can't get past how big of a fucking racist he was. Oh, he's a bigot. Dude, you know he's, his cat's name, right? He's a bigot with a cape and everything. He's a super bigot. For people that don't know, I will not say the word because mm-hmm. I can't because I will ruin a little what little reputation that I have. <laughs> but it's a he had a solid black cat and he named it something that, that started with an N. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, damn, man. You know, there and I fight with this all the fucking time because it's so easy to to point the finger at something that you don't like and say oh yeah well not only is your art suck he's a fucking racist yeah and and then and then the lead singer (laughs) as they lay dying tries to kill his wife and they're just like oh yeah fuck like i hadn't i had i had this conversation when i was in the how long to beat discord like separating the artist from the art Mm -hmm. like i get it we had this conversation at uh, Too Many Games. We were talking about Louis C.K. as well. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing. Um, that's, that's like really, Chick Fil A for me. Yeah, I love Chick Fil A. Like, they hate but, they hate gay people, but I I know gay people that still eat, eat at Chick Fil A that are like I fucking hate them, but they make good chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's a personal moral battleground that you have to that you have to fight. I'm not gonna say that you're right or wrong for continuing to consume the media or the food because that chicken's damn good chicken dope man my wife doesn't yeah. like it though she's like it doesn't taste good she is a heathen <laughs> maybe she just maybe she just doesn't like the chicken like so much that she doesn't know that she doesn't like the chicken because it's because they hate gay people so like maybe you gotta deep feed down. her more chicken without her knowing and then when she's like oh this is delicious like bam ha, Chick-fil-A. gotcha <laughs> You gotcha. just like Chris Hansen it be like, watch <laughs> <laughs> Um But no, back to Call of Cthulhu. Um The what ends up happening is that we go into this forest and then we're in a certain area in the forest where there's no game, there's no wildlife. And it has like this light green hue, there's a fog rolling in, and we're just sent like all these hunting parties looking out trying to find this this girl. Mm-hmm. Um in the midst of it, one of the characters gets shot by someone trying to hunt my character. My character is not an intimidating person, and I rolled a critical roll on the intimidation to the point where the guy shit his pants in front of his boy. That shit was great. Um, but You heard it here first, folks. Chris wants people to shit his pants. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but it's it plays out like a murder mystery but it's a murder mystery delving into the occult. 
Um, but we managed to all survive, and it was mainly because we were really focused on what our personal characters wanted. So my characters just wanted to kill the three people that kidnapped the little girl because if they get caught by the police, we don't want them trying to strike a deal yeah. to track back ruin, to ruin the gang and track it back to us. So we ended up in a shootout. One of them was already dead. I killed the main guy that I was going after, and the third guy never showed up. So my character was just like, fuck the little girl. I don't give a shit. Right? Yeah. Um, the the scientist like got shot three fucking times and all all sorts of fucked up. And in this game, nerd you're squishy, <laughs> you're super fucking squishy. Like you're oh, so man. close to fucking death. But isn't what that new game, uh, the Sinking City, supposed to be like a Cthulhu style game? From what I understand, I really I really want to check it out. I've heard mixed things about it, but I really personally I want to check it out. Um, but all in all. You know, my character came out on top. The fucking the scientist of course they was, did. was hailed as a hero. We never found the girl. I um, mean, after seeing you at the pole caliber con, like I have seen, <laughs> I have seen the competitive that you, how competitive you, you get. You can't be competitive in fucking tabletop games. It is a you can't you can't game. be you can't be competitive, but you can be vindictive. <laughs> it wasn't about being vindictive. I also can't have it. I don't have an imagination to be able to play tabletop games. So maybe you okay. just you're at a different level than me. <laughs> yeah, sure. I have no friends. I have no IRL friends. It's Bullshit! Fine. You don't. You have more than I do. <laughs> like I literally sit in front of this computer all day and do shit because my one friend, my best. Well, I mean, my wife's my best friend, but my my buddy, he moved to California, and then I don't live in my city where my magic guys are anymore. So I'm just like. Gotta get on Final Fantasy. <laughs> What's the second life I've been hearing of? <laughs> Yo, you need to Hotel get a... Hotel Penguin. Uh, <laughs> right. You need to get a um, a VR headset and then go on VR chat. The oh, no. crazy fucking shit that goes on there is insane. Oh, Koikatsu Party supports VR. I forgot to say that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Honey, why is there an $800 vibe here? <laughs> Get uh, away from no. me, heathen! <laughs> As you're holding your dick? Yeah. Uh, but no, Call of Cthulhu is fantastic. We're probably going to play that again sometime this week. Um, played 1980X. That was, again, outstanding. I also so played a, quite a, like, a few other indie titles. First off, The Messenger. That is super good. Have you never played it? I've never played it before. Oh, I played that when it first came out, and uh, I need to play. I never beat it, but I play it on planes a lot. That game's mm -hmm. so good. Music's fan phenomenal. The music in that game. is crazy good. Yeah, and that expansion came out too, which is like the Hawaii mm -hmm. Summer Nights or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, yeah. The the messenger is real good, and then this one breaks my heart a little bit. I, I mean, you, you could probably already tell. I love crime drama. I love Yakuza. Yep. I love Yo, whatever the f Because of you and H2O, I have to play Yakuza because that music is on fucking point. Yes, it is. The also, music is so good. Also, because of you and H2O, I am now a super huge fan of Richard, or whatever his name is on YouTube. With Richard his, E.B.? Yeah. Richard E. Flat? Yeah. Yes. 
And I have also, and I'm not as big as a fan because H2O has expressed explicitly how much he loves her. But Christina V, I believe her name is. Yes, Christina. Her, I've listened to two of her things. She's she's a really good. Her vocalist. voice is phenomenal. She does the collaboration of Bad Apple, which I think is a Toho uh, music yes, or song. He does that with Richard, and he also or she also did uh, K Peep Pop Stars. I yep. don't know what the original is, but that version is fucking balling. I'm going down the fucking back roads of where I live, bumping this shit in an Avenger. And I pull up and I just see this redneck in a truck and he just sees my windows rattling. And I'm just like, that's right. KDA <laughs> pop stars, bitch. <laughs> no, the cool thing about the Bad Apple video is that it is heavily based off of the original music video, which I don't know if that's legit official toho or if that was a fan project but it's it's black and white and it's all the characters showing up in black and white there's a part where uh richard's silhouette his is black and he's on a white background and Mm -hmm. then it does some kind of guitar drop and it switches the colors i'm just like holy shit yeah whoever edited that was such a genius like that is so good it's one of those songs that takes about a minute to get into the lyrics and i love songs like that Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Doc Holiday by Volbeat does that too. And it's one of my favorite Volbeat songs. It's one of the only Volbeat songs I like. That uh I like Hangman's Body Count. That one's okay. Mm. Volbeat's in my opinion, Volbeat has always been like one of those mainstream rock bands that, you know, just they just need a little bit more oomph. Yeah, to get to your level. For me to really get into it. Look, all I, got, all I got to say is Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Blood is such a good song title it, and album It's such cause. a good name. Guitar it's Gangsters and name. Cadillac Blood is so good. <laughs> My wife listens to it, and we were listening to it when I first heard of Volbeat, and she goes, they, I was like, his voice has something so unique, unique about it. She goes, yeah. it's a metal Elvis is what he's going yeah. for. And I was like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It, there is so much that I want to like about Volbeat, but I just can't. I, I can't think one make of the guitarists from jump. Anthrax uh, moved over to Volbeat. Not Scott Ian. I There's don't. A, I don't know. I'd have to double check. You could be right. I was looking, right, at, a, was looking at a biography of him one time. So, but anyway, yeah. Anyway, know, back back to <laughs> what we were what we were saying. So I I'm a big fan of crime drama. I love Sleeping Dogs. I love the Grand Theft Auto's uh, storylines, especially the fifth one. Did you check um, out the the expansion yet? The casino cons- expansion. So that's Red Dead Revolver. No, there's a new no, one. No, it's GTA. For, it just came out for GTA Five. It's no, like an actual in-game casino and all that shit, and it's a new like story expansion and all that stuff. No, I haven't played it yet. Yeah, uh, I think Inside Gaming has a pretty good video about it. You can go check it out. Okay, um, but and I love Yakuza. Like probably yeah. Yakuza is my favorite. I gotta. Sleeping, I think Zero. Sleeping Dogs is up there too. Zero, I think, is the one that you guys say I should start with. Yeah, just start from the 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 beginning as far as lore is concerned, and just take it from there. I'm um, gonna get into it. <laughs> I checked out an indie game called The Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. Um. It's set, I want to say that it probably is set in the 80s, the late 70s, early 80s in Japan. And it's it's these five 
roughneck fucking they got the pompadour hair and everything the kuwabara uh, hair the kuwabara haircut and there's just, so many characters that have that haircut but i always go to kuwabara <laughs> yeah and they're just some hard-ass motherfuckers it's like watching Cromarty high school without the comedy oh my god you watch Cromarty high too it is my favorite anime ever freddie is so good i love freddie <laughs> I want that on a DVD set. You don't understand. It's out on DVD. And no, it was also yeah. out on Funimation, and that was the only thing I bought did Funimation you see, for. Did you see the live action adaptation? No. Yeah. There's a live action? I think there is. I think there is. You should check it out. Cromarty High School in GTO. Great teacher Onizuka are I never two watched of my GTO. favorite. So I've been reading the manga. The manga is outstanding. It I'm is so e- good. I'm an Ipo fan. I don't know if you read Ipo. Hajime no Ipo? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I've, I've seen a few episodes of Ipo. So the thing is, there's two different TV shows of Ipo. There's the old version that has the very like Evangelion, just old style art. Yeah. And it's about a hundred episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. And then there's a newer version that came out a couple years ago in 2013. It's on Crunchyroll. And it is just so good you can actually watch that and not watch all the other stuff but then you fucking miss the naniwa tiger fight versus ipo uh, i think it's saito dude i'm getting chills right now thinking about it they use actual airplane launching sound effects to do uh ipo's dempsey rolls yes that yeah. loud Dude, you he like when he does his foot, like because he, he sets mm-hmm. his foot up and you see it. So, uh, woo, I'm getting chills right now. Heaven's the Betsy. Woo. I gotta, I gotta go watch this. So if you go watch, I think it's Saito versus Ipo fight, and this is the ending of the old show. It's like mm-hmm. the final one. He's gotta beat Saito to become the whichever division he's in uh, champion. And sure. when he when he gets the opening, like he gets a quick uppercut. That like knocks Saito back, and that's when you just hear the airplane launching sound happen, and you're just like, and then because I watch it, there's not an English dub of the old episodes, and you just hear Dempsey roll, and you just like, <laughs> you're just like, oh shit, here it goes, and it shows, dude, the way he hits Saito, you fucking feel it, like he just goes into like a barrage of twenty hits, just right in the jaw, dude. It is, oh. It's so good. Like, Ippo is the only sports anime that I avidly watch. I need to read it because the manga is even more fucking insane. Yeah. It is like, so I, good. I know a lot of things from the manga. I haven't have read the manga, but, like, I know a lot of people that watch Ippo. And a lot of people that watch Ippo watch Baki. And Baki yep. is fucking nasty. There's too. a I've, character. I've, I've read a little bit of Baki. There's a character in Ippo. I th- it starts... Tanaka, Takahata, Taka, not Takahata, it's something with a T, and he's mm-hmm. the guy that basically, he's the head honcho of the gym that Ippo fights at, because mm-hmm. it's not just Ippo, there's two other characters that are like amateurs that you start seeing, and then another character, you start seeing all these characters become champions and stuff like that, but the main character, he has the huge ass pompadour, at mm-hmm. one point in the old manga, or in the old anime, he gets this double like this x slash scar on his chest that's because he fought and won a fight against a bear and yes <laughs> yes Epo is fucking amazing and he his dream he was already champion of his division so his dream is to become champion in every division 
So what he so does is he Floyd drops Mayweather. the yeah, he drops the weight. He does the light featherweights. He does the lightweight. He gains the weight. He goes to the heavyweight and all that. His fights against uh, he fights uh, two Americans. Uh, one is like something eagle, and then the other one I don't know. Their fights are the awesome. Eagle. Their fights are. There's one where I think it's in the newer one where he basically gets his eye hit so much that it's swollen shut, and uh, but all he sees is red. So the whole time he's fighting this guy and it's just red because he can't see out of the other eye and they're about mm-hmm. to stop the fight because he can't see. So and he literally goes over and they cut it so that it like the swelling will go down. But the he, best he fight, pulls a Rocky. Yeah, the best fight is actually the final two episodes of the newer season, and that is it shows the fight of their trainer from World War Two. That is awesome because it is Japan being oppressed after World War II by the Americans. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's this one guy that is just like beating the ever loving shit out of every Japanese fighter, like boxer that tries to come up against him. And there's one character, because there's two characters. Uh, he plays dirty at one point, Rabbit punches one of them. And like that prevents that guy from ever fighting again. Because he rabbit punches him right in the back of the head that fucks up his spinal cord. Mm-hmm. So, dude, it is the main character of the so the trainer of that one. His training is he punches a tree that's in in the side of a mountain, and he punches it until it's all the way into the mountain. He's called the Iron Fist. It's so good. I oh my god, it's so good. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck we were talking about. I just got drunk on Epo, so. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about pompadours and shit. Yeah! So, going back, so the friends of Ringo Ishikawa, um, the premise is right up my alley. It's, it's, it's street gangs, it's fucking bitches up, it's, and it's got that, yeah, it's, it's kind of like Yakuza. It's got that, that Japanese fire that is in a lot of, like, high school Japanese dramas and shit like that. My, sorry, go ahead. My biggest complaint with the game is that the controls are heavily delayed. Ooh, that's not good in a fighting game. And it's it's supposed to be a beat 'em up. Ooh, that's not good. What ends up happening is that you'll be on the overworld, and your character, you know, is just going from school to like this shop over here, and there'll be a a group of thugs there, and it was like, okay, they want to play, let's play, and you you fight them. And they they fuck you up. And a lot of it comes down to like I feel like there's a delay on the controls. That and they'll they'll straight up fucking jump you. It's like you need to have somebody with you in order to fucking help you fight back. So I've been walking around just waiting for somebody else to start a fight and I'll jump in there like, yeah, 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 yeah." yeah." (laughs) (laughs) I start hitting these people for no fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, Two, I haven't figured out how to make fucking money in this game and You're supposed to be like this this thug, and I've just been sitting at home studying and getting my grades up. Right. I play I played a, a game where you're supposed to be a thug, and I'm being the the good the good old Goody boy. Goody two shoes. Goody two shoe. Uh, you brought you said fire, and it reminds me. There's a new anime that uh, just premiered on Toonami, I think last night called Fire Force, and it's okay. it's a firefighting anime, but it's the firefighters have the maneuvering capabilities of Levi from attack on Titan. 
Yeah. To see this. And apparently all the animation is that level of Attack on Titan. Because all of the Levi fights in Attack on Titan are amazing. When he fights the, the Beast Titan and just rips it to fucking pieces. It's called Fire Force, I believe. It is. Yeah. And it looks real good. I didn't catch the episode because I don't have cable, but I do have that Hulu, so maybe I can go watch it. But uh, it looks pretty good. This is just the Weeaboo podcast right now. Like, Yeah, I guess. Oh, on, on top of everything, JoJo Part 5 just ended, too. Really? Yeah. Uh, I feel like that was really short. No, it's 37 weeks. Okay. So, Because I stopped at Episode 5, so I have tons of episodes to catch up on. I'm I'm just looking through fucking. No, Fire you're good. Force Fire and... Force is something I might pick up. Fire Force, I gotta watch that. Uh, I'm really I don't know when the next iteration of Goblin Slayer is coming out, but I'd love to see that because Goblin Slayer is fucking dope. I love Goblin Slayer cosplays, especially the ones that put the smoke machines in their helmets. Yeah, and they put the lights in their helmets. Yeah, so they turn the smoke on. And it's just yeah, that's real good. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, you know, yeah, back to you. The the friends of Ringo Ishikawa, um, I'm I'm trying, I'm trying so hard because it it feels like something that'd be right up my alley, but I'm just I'm fighting with the controls, man. It sucks. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a just a real bad Yakuza game with not yeah. as tight controls and all that stuff. Um, and then finally, um, I picked up Fire Emblem Three Houses. I was gonna ask about that. Yes, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. It is a game. It is. It's a good game. It's a Persona game. Essentially, it's <laughs> it's Fire Emblem Harry Potter. Um, you you play as a teacher. You have your students. You can recruit students from other classes, uh, which I think is cool as shit. I've seen on Twitter. Apparently, there's like one teacher that is banging hot. So, <laughs> she's not my type. Okay, but, I, but I you think know I what know I'm what talking, about. talking about. I know the what brunette. you're talking about. I think so. The brunette with her tits out is just basically what I have to say. Yeah, she definitely has her tits out, but yeah. I, she's not my type. So what? What house did you go with? So we can. So I went I, with the blue lions. Okay, so, I don't. I'm not going to be playing this game, so we're not going to be. This isn't going to be a Pokemon okay, that's, Go that's fight fine. or anything so like that. You have you have the Nazis, which is the Black Eagles. That's what you a have, lot of people are joining, apparently. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people went on that side. I'm not okay. So I'm saying Nazis. They're they're the Empire. Okay. okay. Um, and Nazis then there is a is, rough term right now. So <laughs> yeah, and then you have the the laid back people, which is the uh, the golden elk, the Hufflepuff. I guess you could say that. Um, I almost went with that with that house too, but I just felt my calling because the Blue Lions is the home of the church, and so here we I go. Sided. <laughs> Here we go. Every time, I, I, uh, every time I I sided with them, the the, the good Christian boy. Um, so this is the first Fire Emblem game that I've played that does not have an emphasis on combat, which is a little bit annoy annoying to me because mm -hmm. it's all story. It's Fire Emblem it's, is combat. It's super story. Like it's, it's, I've been in two or three storyline combats I've been in one auxiliary combat, which is kind of like a training combat, and I've played the game for five hours because you spend a lot of your time teaching lectures and you have to, you know, hey, what's this character doing? Oh, you want flowers? Here's fucking flowers. You got to go around every single, like, Saturday 
and stroll around the entire castle grounds trying to talk to all your students, make sure they're happy. It's it's a persona game. It's a Sounds a lot like it. Yeah. So, it's a good game. I think that as far as combat is concerned, it's it's beautiful. Especially when you have now they have uh, battalions that get attached to your units. So when you go into combat with somebody, it's like an entire fucking army okay, that rushes cool. in on this one guy. So that shit is cool. The combat is cool, and they've put they've put a little bit less emphasis on the rock paper scissor aspect of it. However, the stats are still there. If I run up on you with a sword and you got a lance, I have a good chance of getting fucked up. Right. If if I have an axe and you have a lance, I'm wrecking your shit. But they've kind of said, like, okay, axes are high power, low accuracy, whereas swords are in the middle of the road, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, it's it's a good game when you play the combat. If you're really into social link bullshit, if you're really into, you know, treating your students as pets and making sure they're all happy and whatever nah. sure um give me the give me the fighting this is this is the game that i play with my wife that's that sounds right i meant to I'm, i meant to say too uh i've been uh i've been watching a lot more mario super mario speed runs mm-hmm. i've actually even been uh dabbling in them i'm starting to get some of the tricks down and all that stuff are we uh, saying for super mario 64 yes super mario 64 okay. uh i also just noticed that on uh, July 21st, the 120-star record was broken. Really? Uh, so that record had sat at... Uh, everyone was trying to get sub-139. Like 139.59, you know, anything that's under 140. A guy on uh, Twitter of... Uh, on Twitch, I'm sorry, of Liam Kings got a 139 on 21st. Wow. Yeah, he submitted it and... Uh, yeah, I don't know how much more you... And that's in the 120 star category. And I don't know how much more you can shave off that fucking uh, time. So, But I've been messing with some of them. I've been trying to learn some of the, the tricks and all that stuff. And, and once I get better at them, I'll probably start showing them on stream. Cool. So, but yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're still doing your Harry Potter Fire Emblem thing. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really it. Fucking... It's a good bonding game for me and my wife. Um, even, even by myself, I still think it's a good game. Um, it is padded. Like when people were saying that this is going to be a 120, 130 hour game, that's because there's so much content and so many things that you have to do in order to make sure that your students succeed. Because the way that instead of using their weapon, they level up their skills based off of their lectures and how interested they are in the topic. So, I mean, like, if you're into shit like that, if right. you play a lot of social-based games, it, this is fantastic for you. But me, when I play Fire Emblem, I want to play the strategy RPG. I want Give to make me, all of my decisions ha matter. Yeah, like, if I want to recruit a person, I don't want to have to, like, okay, here's a cake be my friend it's i meet you on the battlefield it's either you join me or i kill you yeah like we're getting old man fire emblem's different <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. i personally will not be getting that game that game doesn't really speak to me i think the next game i'll probably buy is going to be astral chain astral chain doesn't that come out next month uh yeah august 30th yeah 
Yeah, that looks good. We gotta set up that. We gotta set up that giveaway for it too. So, mm-hmm. spoilers, by the way, we're gonna do a giveaway. <laughs> yep, Astral Chains gonna yep. be the next one. Yep. Uh, but that's really my week. Um, a lot of video games, a lot of tabletop setting up. Um, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. We're going into the Tip news. news. Uh, so, FIFA, which. Apparently, FIFA is the correct way. I got roasted last week by saying that it <laughs> that it could be something else. You said it was FIFA. I said it was either FIFA or FIFA because I have heard FIFA before. I I watched those it. people are communists. I, that okay, is not it. But they still exist, Chris. Yeah, and they're wrong. People can be wrong. It's like GIF Corey. and GIF. <laughs> no, it's not GIF. I know it's not GIF. It's GIF. It's not GIF. It's graphical interface. What is it again? <laughs> Graphical interface, something with an F. Function, maybe. Function, sure, whatever. FIFA packs and loot boxes are not considered not gambling in the UK. Uh, the UK gambling watchdog has told MPs that it does not currently oversee the purchase of in-game content like FIFA player packs and video game loot boxes. What is wrong with these people? So. Looking into it, first off, I think that this is really more of, like, the opinion of the watchdog rather than um, Parliament coming out and saying this is our ruling. Um, However, what the watchdog is saying, this is because there's no official way to monetize what's inside of them. Now, you can monetize the loot box. You can monetize the pack that you get. However, once that pack is open, you cannot monetize what's inside of it and receive monetary value for it which is not true anymore but right throwing it out there that's what they're saying they're saying that the prize either has to be money or have a monetary value in order for it to fall under gambling in legislation however he added that under current legislation well yeah that's the same thing i just fucking said whatever (laughs) um it's I, I copied the sentences, whatever. Uh, loot boxes have been c- compared to Kinder Eggs and packs of stickers and magic packs and whatever. And the and there's two Scottish politicians that are saying that they're more akin to gambling and are calling for the government to act, which is, I think, what they're trying to do. Um, more, most recently, they had that one chick come out and say, oh, this, you know – Loot boxes are very ethical and they're a lot of fun. It's it's kind of like playing a lottery. Well, is the lottery not gambling? The lottery is gambling. What <laughs> lottery is gambling? Yeah. The and we we talked about it last week. The way yeah. that, that sickening people, video <laughs> that 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 video where they were using Magic the Gathering and other TCGs as an example, which mm-hmm. is just like you know, there's there's always a chance of you getting what you want. But the reality is, is that you're probably not going to get what you want, at least on the first try, at least on the second try. You're probably going to have to go through 30, 40 loot boxes to find exactly what you want for your build. And these are games that it's not just you need one card or one piece of equipment to complete your set when you're first playing it. You need to get all the fucking pieces of Exodia and Exodia will cost you two hundred and fifty, three hundred dollars. You can do three, these fucking loot boxes. Three grand and still not get your what you need. Your Lionel Messi fucking Your David Beckham warrior. Your David <laughs> Does he still play? I don't think he does. I know yeah, he's married to Posh so. Spice. That bitch didn't get on the fucking tour with the Spice Girls. Fuck that. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, wait, what'd you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say that? Nah, nah, I didn't say that. Lying motherfucker. <laughs> all right, all right, Whatever. all right. Tangent, since I've got you, which of the be- five of the five Spice Girls was the best one? Scary. Oh, yeah, that's because you go, that's your type. Duh. <laughs> Yo, when I play Kotatsu Party, what <laughs> what race do you think she was? Not white. That's not the white. answer. Just not white. I personally like Ginger Spice, and then I liked her even more when I found out she posed in Playboy. So, Did she pose in Playboy? Yeah, about after a couple of years that Spice Girls were big, that came out that she posed in Playboy for like 100 pounds because she was broke. Wow. Yeah. So 100 bucks, roughly. Yeah, something like that. Bucks. I think I, that might be skewed, but I, I feel that's, like that's what it was. Uh, there's no way. I don't know. I mean, she did it when she was a lot younger, too. It wasn't like when she was like a Spice Girl or anything like that. So, well, no, especially with that stupid fucking song. Like, weren't they like super like girl power, positive girl power, like positive to like seven year olds and shit? And apparently like Baby Spice was the dirtiest of them all. She was just like the like she had the dirtiest mouth and like all that shit. I have not watched okay. that movie in so long. I need to go back and see if that movie holds up, which it probably doesn't. <laughs> the Spice Girls had a movie? Yeah, it's called Spice World, son. I watched okay. that a lot. There was a time in my life where my parents were a little worried, like, what my sexual orientation was, and it was after I watched <laughs> Spice Girls. <laughs> my first album that I owned was Britney Spears, like, her first album. That was the first one that I, I didn't buy it, but I accumulated it, I think, from my cousin. She gave it to me. So that was technically the first album that I owned. So when we say accumulated, you mean that you have more than one album? No. More than one copy? No, I only had the one copy. Uh, and I think it was like the single. It wasn't even the full album. So, And I think my next album was the first Gorillaz album. I bought it from Walmart. So okay. My parents were a little bit like, okay, at least he's he's Okay. <laughs> The gorillas is where you draw the line and say, no, he's fine. Yeah, he's. we don't have to send him to camp. <laughs> do they so, do that in the South? Do they do that in the South? Of course they do. They send you to gay camp. <laughs> if they think, if you're, yeah, they, yeah the, the camp to like make you not gay, of course yeah. they do that. That's terrible. It's called church camp. <laughs> probably, they you know, they probably did that to you, and you're not telling me, dude. No, I no, I dude, I I got threatened with if you don't act, if you don't straighten up, you're going to military school. Oh, I got that too. Which, as and an I, adult now, I'm like, no, I wasn't. You don't have the money to send me to military that's school. That's what I was fucking saying. <laughs> like they were like my 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 grandmother and my father made the made the uh, yeah the. The claim that they were going to send me to military school. That shit worked and when I was younger, though. <laughs> that shit did not because I knew how poor I was. <laughs> anyway, it boils down to, like you said, this isn't an official statement, but I personally think that these loot boxes are gambling. That's yep. just what my thing is. And, uh, I mean, we're going to have this in the news for probably the next year or however long because there's going to be another story where... Oh shit! My son spent our fifty th- his you know student life savings or something like that. I'm just like, yeah. Un- until what it's really going to be is until loot boxes become more widely accepted, like the people on the fringe, which I guess you could say us because that's how they describe us. The people on the fringe become more accepting of loot boxes. 
this shit's not going to go away. This brings it used to be DLC. Yeah. This brings back me of uh, being the rebel. Like when I was yeah. a kid, like the black sheep, like, oh, you don't you don't like loot boxes? You don't like Fortnite? You're damn right I don't like loot boxes in Fortnite. You pull up the devil horns. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's this next one? Uh, Nintendo is going to fix the Joy-Con drifting issue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was bound to happen. Of course it is. Like, all right, so let's get this out of the air first. I personally don't think class action lawsuits do shit. They uh, don't. They don't. You're going to get, like, with this, you're probably going to get five bucks in four years if you had a claim about this. It's the yep. same with, like like you said before, with the, uh, the, the, the glove with Mario Party 1. Instead of yep. paying $5 million, they spent 200000 and sent these gloves out, and then they were good. Okay, so I, I w- I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Class action lawsuits typically work. However, they don't really matter for the consumer. No, 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 no. Like it might. Class action lawsuits are great for the lawyer. Oh yeah, they get paid, boy, do they? But as for the consumer, it's like. Hey, let me unfuck your shit, and yeah. then here's a snicker bar. I mean, that, I, that's, I guess that's really what it is. I guess class action lawsuits do one work for the lawyers, and two actually do work because well, no, because we didn't actually get a fix for Mario Party One. We got a band aid, is what it was. Yes, but, but this this seems like it's not like they didn't do anything about it. That's true. That's true. But this, I mean, they said they're avidly going to try and fix the problem. So. I don't know how you fix the problem. Well, I mean, they've come out and said that they're going to repair the consoles or they're going to repair the Joy-Cons. So I was reading there's there's a Reddit post on here that I went sifting through and there's this guy who was like I have 8 Joy-Cons and only two left ones don't drift. It's ridiculous. I had to buy a pro controller for it. Now, that Reddit thread devolved into like Octodad with Joy-Cons. However, I mean, <laughs> if I have to send 6 Joy-Cons to get them fixed so that they don't fucking drift, then that's great because that's not twenty four dollars I'm going to be spending on fucking Joy Cons plus shipping and handling, and yeah. then waiting two weeks for that shit to come out. So it's it's a good thing. All in all, it's a good thing. Now, but, granted, should Nintendo have addressed this earlier? Yes, absolutely. But the problem is, but in the beginning, Nintendo a lot doesn't... of a lot of people were like, "Oh, obviously, like this must be only me experiencing this." From what I've been hearing, this has been going on for like at least a year. I think this was this was, was going. Anything. I really feel like because in the beginning with the switches, the only downside that I saw a lot of reviewers have when it first came out is one of the controllers would just drop sync for a couple seconds. And I've never had that issue. So I've had that happen. I had it happen in the very beginning. Like I guess a patch update fixed that, but it just seems like the. I I know, like, oh my god, we're being picky about the Joy-Cons, which otherwise are fantastic. But still, they're a, we've talked about it before. These are, I consider these premier controllers, because I'm paying $80 for them, Mm -hmm. and I expect them to work. And if they don't work, I expect a fix to be, to be resolved quickly. Yeah. And that's not what I mean, clearly, I have the perfect switch, because I have never experienced any of the issues that these people have been talking about. It's going to hit you one day, all of it at the same time. One day. It's going to hit me when they no longer service Joy-Cons, too. The day after. The hour after. The day after. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. 
there's that switch. Now I have to go yeah. fucking go buy the blue and yellow ones or whatever stupid fucking color combinations they have. Dude, that so that new one, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I didn't know one of these articles was from Vice. I like Vice. Uh, that purple and orange is fucking uh, beautiful. I love that one. <laughs> Where's the purple and orange one? It's on one of the articles you sent me. It's like a neon purple and orange, like a plum. It's one of the new ones coming out in October. Okay. And then the other one is uh the, like the neon green with blue, and that blue is slick too. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, of course, of course, lawyers are gonna be like, let's do this class action lawsuit because they're gonna get their money. But again, mm-hmm. like you said, like I think I was watching one of the videos from Funhouse, and Lawrence was like, "You're damn right, I'm gonna sit around and wait for my five dollars because that's how petty I am." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "When I get that check and when it comes in, I'm bringing it to work and I'm not cashing it because I'm framing it." <laughs> That's what I would do if they were to say, obviously, in this day and age, they're just going to ask for some kind of bank account and then give it to you that way or put it on uh, your Nintendo account or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, imagine if it all comes in the form of those star points that you get on the uh, Nintendo Switch. I have have bought so many games that I got a free $60 game with that shit. Yeah, I, I did, too. Twice. Yeah. So twice, if people don't understand the the uh, creators of Scrubverse do love their switches. So, <laughs> yes, yes, we do. But yeah, uh, don't expect to get money out of this, but get your Joy-Cons fixed so we can all stop bitching. So, <laughs> yep. All right. Next one. Man, we don't have a whole lot of news at all. No, it's five fucking things. It is. And one of them's movie related. You just put it on there for me. <laughs> I did. I thought that you would be the sad boy for it. That was a little sad, but we'll get to it. Uh, GameStop to test several drastic store redesigns in wake of poor earnings. We have talked about it on the podcast before. GameStop is dying. You lost 40% of your stock. That's not a good thing to lose that quickly. Uh, But let's be honest. We're in the day and age where everyone wants digital. And also, GameStop just fucking sucks. I'll say it right now. I like my GameStop. You like your GameStop because of the people that work there, though, right? Yeah. That can be a whole different factor. My GameStop crew is super fucking cool. Not everybody has that, though. But but some of the things that we've been seeing that they're going to try and start, like, testing. I saw, like, I think they're bringing back, like, the, the, the... the demo areas and stuff like that. They're going to put, like, more hardcore onto the demo areas. So, from... Actually, my GameStop is getting this redesign. Okay. They've already started it. They've gutted out the entire, like, front desk area, and they've put up new fucking weird shit, and I think it's ugly as sin. (laughs) But their focus is going to be is that they're going to – I'm going to use the wrong word that I want to use, but I'm going to say they're categorizing uh, certain areas. Yeah, so there's says, gonna be one that is all strictly apparel. There's gonna be another one that is specifically for retro games. Which I'm gonna be like, yes, finally you're actually bringing the retro games to my fucking area because <laughs> you don't have them. We never had any retro games in any of the game stops that I've been into. I know that they were in Arkansas. I know they've been in Florida. I know that they've been in New York. I have not seen them in Northern Virginia, um, and. Hopefully, this means that they're bringing some stock down there. If, if there There's are any be... GameStop people that are listening to this podcast, please, please bring back the cases for the DS games. <laughs> that pisses me off so fucking so much. So much. And you know what? It's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's because everyone who comes Trade-ins. and trades them in mm-hmm. just has everything fucking loose because... My GameStop guys will put at the very bottom, hey, this game comes with a case. 
I think. Uh, hey, Chris. Yeah, I think I went to a GameStop one day and they just had like a. Now this was what was sad. They had just a. I think they had their trash can next to their uh next to the desk was just full of cases. And I was That's annoying. And most of them were just empty, but I looked and there mm-hmm. was like a heart gold or there was a uh heart gold uh like full case. I would lose my shit. And I said, "Hey, can I I don't want to be that guy that's rummaging through your trash, but can I look through some of these?" They're like, "Yeah, go ahead." I found the cover art for a Kirby Superstar Ultra. And I, awesome. I had that game. I just didn't have the case. Yeah. So I got that. I got a heart gold one. I got a bunch of stuff. And I was just like, dude, don't throw these away. These are worth, like, collectors want these. They're like, yeah. boss told us to. And I was like, all right, whatever. Free. See, <laughs> that's why I've been I've been fortunate to always have good GameStops near me. You have them that care. Like GameStops with good people. Like, because they give a shit. And they're just like, yo, let me, let me take your trash. And they're just like, in droves, here you go, buddy. <laughs> right? Yeah, it says the four but, major motivation of gamers at GameStop. Yeah, so they got the apparel, the retro. They're opening, they're expanding their demo area. So for mine is relatively small, so they're probably only going to put like one or two more TVs in there with something. I think specific. I think ours had the Switch and one other demo area. Ours only has a PS4. Ours don't even have the PS4. They have the TV up on the wall, but they don't have a PS4 that you can test and play. Hmm. But no, I mean, they're working with RGA, um, yeah, and I've that. looked through some of their. their I looked through some of their work. Um, fucking, they worked with like Golden Globes, and they've worked with Lego. Um, they worked with Sonic. Like this is how you Sonic. Like the little little button. They got paid to do the fucking button. Oh, like the digital screens and shit. Yeah, yeah. I had to say that is a huge upgrade to Sonic. Uh, Sonic Drive In, not the Hedgehog. So. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog can use a fucking redesign too. Man, like, I just throw Sonic team out. Why just... why has the Sonics not teamed up? Because Sonic sells chili dogs. <laughs> like <laughs> why have they not done that? Like So way on back when I was like fucking seven, eight, uh-huh. I made the correlation together. I'm just like they <laughs> need to do they need to do a sponsorship, and it never came. Never, never. I it remember. Never came. I remember. So here's a little story. I remember watching the Sonic cartoon, and dude, those chili dogs looked fucking fire. I was like, I want to make those, and I made them. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I didn't know as a kid that to dice up to the onions. You just dice up the onion. Yeah, you dice them up. I took a cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> I took a cheese grater and cheese grated the onions, but the problem is it pushed all the onion juice onto the hot dog and the chili mm-hmm. dog and I took a bite and it was just a huge onion. And I was yeah. like and it kind of and it kind of ruined chili dogs for me for a while. I was like chili dogs are gross. They just taste like an onion and everyone was like what the fuck are you talking about you dumbass kid? Chili dogs are dope. Mm. So yeah, that's uh I'm I'm just dumb. I I told you the story about me dressing up in kindergarten as Sonic, right? Yep. Yeah. And I was the only one that dressed that. up. <laughs> You were the cool kid in the room. I had to go fast, man. So anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully maybe GameStop, this might be a resurgence because like you said, there are some good people that work at GameStop and some of them that still, I mean, depend on it as a job and all that stuff. But the corporation themselves suck. Yeah. My my biggest thing is that I don't want to lose out on, you know, we're we're probably going to see within the next 10 years um, 
possibly after the PS5 and Xbox Scarlet, just going flat out digital. And that's going to really fucking piss me off. Yeah. Because people say that there's, you know, the convenience of, of, um, of digital ease of access so that, you just get yeah, it ease of access you just get it i don't have to wait um, at a store at midnight to get a game i can literally pre-download it and then once it comes out i can play it right but then you have situations where licenses run out like that happened to deadpool that happened to scott pilgrim that happened to marvel capcom 2 for the ps3 um and they take those games off of the eShop. Or they take it mm-hmm. off of their their internet shop, yep. and then you can no longer access those games. Right, uh, well, can you access the Scott Pilgrim game at all anymore? So it's still saved on my hard drive. I if I delete is. it, it's gone. You can't get that game anywhere. No. Wow. I think the it's still license on my PlayStation for that 3. game. Yeah, the license for that game. Now, mind you, Scott Pilgrim it's not fucking a- beat 'em up game. It sucks. It's not a good. It's game. not good until you get the speed upgrades and all that stuff. Then it becomes finally fun, but it's yeah, so sure. slow in the beginning. Yeah, it's 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 not a good game. But if I I'm scared of deleting it because if I delete it, all of that is gone. I'll never get that game again. Nope. Um, Marvel's Capcom two. Now I own Marvel's Capcom two for Dreamcast, but <laughs> if I want to play on my fight stick. I can only play it on the PS3 or I guess the computer, mainly my PS3. If I delete it, I, w- I won't be able to re-download it. It's like the same thing that happened with PT. Once Konami pulled PT off of the fucking PlayStation Store, you can't get it anymore. I mean, you could probably still get it, air quotes, but, you know, you'd have to go somewhere on the internet. It is a lot harder to emulate PS3 and PS4 games. Is it? Than it was for, like, PS2. It's super hard. Just because of the level? So, yeah, they're they're making some leeway with PS3 games, but I've heard conversations go about comparing the PS3 generation to the PS2 and PS1 games, and it is very difficult hmm. to emulate those games. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a long time, and I'm a big supporter uh, and big believer in video game preservation. Yeah, because at the end of the day, yeah, these are all just digital ROMs that Mm -hmm. within the next 20, 30 years, like I look at my NES collection, those carts are probably not going to last forever if I don't take care of them. No, not at all. I mean, and that's why we buy the cases, the CDs yeah, and the CDs, they're at risk of disc rot. So you have to make sure that they're in a well ventilated area. It doesn't get too humid because then they start going bad. And I've had discs go bad on me. I've had to rebuy um, Valkyrie Profile. Damn. And that's $150. Yeah. Better not be your page so, of Dragoon mean, Saga. <laughs> I'll fucking die. Um, <laughs> and like, for example, Sega Saturn, that's a, that's a perfect example. Like, Saturn games, I think part of the reason why they're so expensive is because you can't get another version of that game nope. without buying the actual disc. Now right. they've made strides in its emulation, and now you can actually start doing that. But before, no way. Just no way. No way. And there's still certain consoles where the, the fucking uh, the security measures on there just make it impossible to fucking That's emulate. So. I, I also meant to tell you too, cause I, I just thought of it. And if I don't tell you, I'm going to forget it. Uh, make mm. sure you log into monster hunter world. Any way you played it, 
and get your daily login bonus because the iceborne you get a package that's uh you get an attack gem and then a bunch of other shit so make sure you okay. log in and get that because you okay. get a free attack gem so <laughs> cool uh but yeah uh kudos i mean let's hope like especially like we said in your case that gamestop it does work maybe we'll see a resurgence yeah. but i'm not gonna be counting any i wouldn't put any money on it which is sad to say so yeah no all right, this next one's yours because I think I, I want the last one. Okay. Um, CD Projekt Red is facing criticisms for religious themes in Cyberpunk 2077. Um, on NeoGAF, there was this huge thread. Um, they came out with a new demonstration for Cyberpunk 2077 to the Polish press with many new details. And one of the things that they put on there um, had to do with religious factions. Uh, religions are still very present in Night City. Uh, in quotes, um, our vision of cyberpunk is not to describe an alternate world, but to con- uh, continue at, uh, a continuation of our worlds. Uh, some things will look like current reality. For example, Christianity is represented in the game and it will even have a faction. Uh, the journalist went on to say that the presence of religion is likely to cause scandal. Uh, which CDP responded that they're not going to avoid any subject, even when they may offend the sensitive at home or the sensitivity of some. Uh, we're not here to say whether something is good or bad. They just wanted to tell the story. Yeah, That did not resonate well with other people. A lot of people are saying that they're anti-Christian. Oh, Lord. That they're always out. And that, that's something that happens all the fucking time in the West. Which the West is the king of Islamophobia, but mm-hmm. God forbid you touch the Christians and they start throwing a huge fucking. I mean, that shit even goes back all the way to like Legend of Zelda one, like the religion, like all that stuff. Like, yeah, with the the crosses mm-hmm. and and shit like that. And my stance is always going to be that the artistic direction of a game trumps whatever fucking feelings that you have. Yeah, okay? the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven looks fucking amazing. And that's yeah. like the religious shit's not going to sway my liking of the game. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was a practitioner of faith, whenever I saw something like this, I was just like, okay, this is, it's not real. It's fantasy. It's based off of someone else's fucking imagination. Yeah. That's what this is. And recently IGN published an article saying like, okay, here's what they really said about religion in the game. Um, and it was, you know, Gry Online WP uh, asked, you mentioned religion. Does it still exist in the cyberpunk world? And he was like, yes, in many fo- forms. Uh, as I mentioned, our vision is somewhat based on how the real world operates, and religion is a very mm-hmm. important part of that. In our game, we're going to see examples of Christianity and its different branches or religions from the East. So they're probably going into, they could be going into like Baptist or Southern Baptist or Pentecostal or whatever, yeah. but probably going to see mainly the Abrahamic religions mm-hmm. like Judaism and Islam and Christianity. And those are the, the examples. That are now, do you, from all of this, do you, so you believe there's still, it'll say Christianity and stuff like that in the game. Do you, from what it sounds like, yeah. Do you think, uh, so I personally don't think they should have had to have done this, but you think that maybe they should have masked the Christianity with another name and instead of it being Jesus Christ, it's some kind of other savior. Or you mean like, like what they did with Far Cry 5? Basically, and yeah. All the other examples of that in role playing games. I like having the element of hard realism yeah. there. I like I like looking at fucking 
you know, Christ or the the fucking Ju- Judaism or Islam or whatever the fuck it is. It, it, it helps with your immersion. Seeing that in my game. Yeah, because that, that means it's like, okay, this is a branch of real life. Like mm-hmm. there is elements of real right. life involved. Right. I feel like they um, shouldn't have to do that. They shouldn't have to disguise it just so people don't get mad. It, it breeds controversy, and that's what this journalist was saying. Like, it sounds controversial. Someone in, will enter a church and cause havoc, and that was probably like uh, that. What the journalist is saying was just like, what's going to stop an individual from going into the church and just shooting it up, or going into a mosque and just shooting it up? Yeah. And he was like, we don't want to avoid religion as a topic. Authenticity of the world is what counts for us. Technically, the situation you mentioned is possible, but this is about the choices made by the player. We won't encourage a player to do so in our quests, which involve religious themes. We want to make sure that there's no disrespect. So if someone posts so, something on YouTube like, oh, I went into this game and shot up a mosque, we're like, well, you're an asshole and you did that. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing where in Red Dead Redemption, there was a player who saw a woman that was you know, promoting... Uh, feminism and equal rights, yeah. equal voting rights, stuff like that. And I don't know if he shot her or punched her in the face or something, but he made these series of videos about abusing this woman in the game. And people lost their shit. And this is kind of the same thing. Like, you go into a church, you shoot it up, you're just an asshole. Yeah. Okay. You're just an asshole However, trying to get some views. Yeah. However, like, I don't think that that's something that should be taken out. Like, I I believe that if you're really worried about it, you can always turn off any, any you know, triggers while you're in church or while you're in the hospital. Unless there's, like, an event that takes place where you have to fight back. You right, know what I mean? right, right. But if we're talking about gang think factions, like, gang-related factions, like, the... Uh, just like these religious zealots that are out to get as much money as possible and force people to convert, then yeah, fuck those guys. Evangelist, evangelist, or even not even not evangelist. There we go. <laughs> the the Westboro Baptist Church, like, make them a faction. So, yeah, so the thing is, I am a very firm believer that we, as a society, need a group like Westboro Baptist Church in this world so that we can focalize all of our hate. In one place. <laughs> because let's be honest, I don't care how passive your soul is and all that stuff. Everyone has aggression. And people mm-hmm. have to take that aggression out, whether sadly it might be on family members or friends. Or they go and do like kickboxing or they do box something. They go play a sport to get that energy or that aggression out and stuff like that. Uh but yeah, I'm a firm believer in that and being able to like we need the worst barrel prep to church where everyone black, Asian, you know, Christian, uh, Muslim. Everyone's like, yeah, fuck these people. We can all agree on one thing. So in a vacuum, that's a great idea. That's but not how it works, though. It's the the thing that I would say about this is like just the mere existence of those things. Westboro Baptist Church is not the only one. Oh, no, they're not. Not they're at all. not. They're the most mainstream. They're the most vocal. You'll you see them out on the corner, and you know the the news comes down because it's free publicity. Yeah, they'll get views on their fucking shit. You know the daughter. There are the go ahead. the daughter of that guy that created it actually left the church and was like, "Oh yeah, people aren't assholes like we thought they were." 
Why did she leave, though? Because I think what it was is I think she started interacting with people uh, through the Westboro Baptist Church Twitter because I think she was in charge of that. Again, don't fa- like don't take anything I say like as fact. But I think like she started realizing that there's, you know, people aren't all assholes and like there are good people in this world and it's where the assholes. And I think she ended up leaving again. I don't know for a fact. Yeah. If members of the Westboro Baptist Church can uh, chime in and. Yeah, and sure. Email us at scrubversepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com and we will read your emails on this podcast. 100%. Especially that one. Oh, man. Especially Can you imagine if we actually got someone fucking from the West? Be like, we are from the West Valley. just like, we it, made it. it. Just We made it. <laughs> and just from the opening that we started off with, that would just... Those are the sprinkles. Just, <laughs> that's the it on top. yeah. That's that's the frosting on the cake right there, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, there you go. That's it is. Oh man, there you go. I love doing this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about, uh, but uh, religion in, no. in 2077 and all that. Yeah. T- okay. So going back to what I was saying, fucking like they're not the only ones, and the problem is, is that once those factions. Just like in the game, once these factions or these groups start amassing a lot more people, adding into their ranks, they can become very dangerous. So, nice garbage can. Um, at what point <laughs> do we sit here and say enough is enough? You know what I mean? Right. So, just let them put know. the shit in the game and let me play the game. Just let me. That's that's what I want to say. Like we're we're whole ass fucking adults. Stop fucking bitching. Never... Stop trying to censor my game. It's the way you worded that was really weird. <laughs> whole ass. We're whole ass. <laughs> Look, I've been trying to bark up that tree for a while, but <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to Rucker Hour. Uh, <laughs> you got anything else? You, you know, I was gonna go off on a tangent, but I will cut it off. <laughs> Because uh, you had me going, and then you, you broke my focus. <laughs> that was all you, was, sir. We this just like the religion. That was all you. You did that. Yeah. You brought ass yeah. fucking adults into the conversation. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, sadly, Rucker Hauer, uh, he was an actor that was notably uh, remembered for his roles in Blade Runner and Batman Begins. Uh, dies at the age of seventy-five, I believe. He died on July nineteenth. At his home in the Netherlands. Uh, he was a prolific multilingual Dutch actor. Renowned for his roles in movies like Blade Runner, Batman Begins, Lady Hawk, The Hitchhike, The Hitcher, and The Right. And, uh, yeah, his funeral was held on, it looks like, the 24th. Which, ironically, which I know it's going to sound bad, but if he would have passed away on the 25th, it would have been, I think, the 50th anniversary or something of Blade Runner or when Blade Runner released or something like that. I don't think it was 50, but Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, I'm just going to run down a little bit of his backstory. Uh, Hauer enjoyed a long and successful career both in the Netherlands and abroad. Uh, Her maid is, I don't know why it says that, but made acting debut in 1969 TV show called Floris. Prominence uh, before rising to prominence in 1973, the Turkish conspiracy, and then he was in the Wilbury conspiracy. But you had never seen his speech from Blade Runner, had you? Until I brought it to your attention. Until you brought it to my attention, and I had no idea that he fucking ad libbed that. Right. What did you think of that speech? It 
It was very poetic. It's, it's and it, if you know the story, because he is a replicant. So I don't know the story. That's that's the thing. So I'm looking at a very narrow like, yeah. microcosm, very narrow outlook of the scene in the movie. Well, and just the verbiage that's going on. I know that he's supposed to be a villain. I don't know what type of villain that it was, but it was like, you know, someone's last words. Mm-hmm. And it's very poetic. Um, as far as the significance of what he says versus everything that goes on in the film, I am not an expert on that. I would not be able to have a, a comment on that. Okay. I'll give but. you a little rundown, just a quick little rundown of Blade Runner. Harrison Ford's character is a replicant hunter. So replicants that go, I, I believe anyone that is listening can comment and let us know that I'm probably wrong. But I believe he's a hunter of replicants that go rogue or something like that. And throughout the whole movie, you don't know if Harrison Ford's character, which I can't remember his character's name, you don't know if he's a human or a replicant either because he's having internal struggles as well. Ridley Scott has come out and said that he's fucking a replicant, but that doesn't make sense for the story, so I don't acknowledge that he's a replicant. But anyway, Mm -hmm. at one point, Rucker Howard's character, who is a rogue replicant, realizes this, and he's like, I'm going to hunt him down and see how he likes being the prey. So that's the whole reason why Rucker Hauer in that scene is chasing Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford is losing real bad. And to the point where Rucker Hauer even saves him. And the reason he saves him is because it's the thrill of the hunt. He doesn't actually want to kill him. He just wants him to make, he wants to make Harrison Ford feel what everybody, all the other replicants have been feeling what, when Harrison Ford was on the other end of it. But that, yeah, that fucking speech is ad-libbed. And it is, like, the whole time you see Harrison Ford's face and he's just, like, looking, like, super crazy and confused is because he was. Because <laughs> those, weren't, those weren't the lines he was supposed to say. But when you, as a director, when you see an actor going off like that, it's the same thing as uh, Denzel Washington in Training Day. He starts, you, mm-hmm. see a, you see a spark in their eye, and you don't yell cut. You let them keep going because you're going to get gold like Denzel Washington or Rucker Hauer or just stuff like that. And it's it's amazing. That scene is awesome. Now, granted, the movie's three hours to get to that point. And a lot of it is, like, not convoluted, but a lot of people are like, what the fuck is this movie about? Even, my, even me, I'm like, ah. And luckily, the scene you saw was not the shitty. So at one point in a redo, redo version, Ridley Scott had recorded Harrison Ford doing a voiceover in that scene, basically explaining what just happened. An unnecessary scene. But he did it in his director's cut and all that shit. And Harrison Ford is 100% doing a bad take. Because, yes. <laughs> because he thought it was stupid that he should even be doing it to begin with. So he does a terrible... Like, if you ever listen to it, he's just like, Yeah, so yada, 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 this, this, this. And he's like, obviously, really, Scott's not going to use this. Well, he fucking used it. <laughs> yeah. So... It's if you can ever, the man double down. Boy, did he really Scott is a fucking insane person. But if you ever get a chance to watch it, try and watch one of the original releases. It's kind of like with George mm. Lucas, how he's like he re-released shit and like it's not the good version and all that stuff. It's really hard to find the original versions and all that. But Rucker Howard, yeah, his uh, iconic Tears in the Rain soliloquy remains one of the most iconic scenes in science fiction because it's just he's uh, Rucker Howard also has those crazy fucking eyes. Yeah, he's got those. But he's also I also remember like we talk about the good movies, but we also need to talk about some of the bad movies he was in because he was also in a movie called Turbulence 3, which is a terrible fucking movie. It's like a 
So the premise of this movie is, I'm sorry, I'm going to go on a tangent, and you can, Red Letter Media reviews this movie in one of their best of the worst, and Turbulence 3 is a movie where this metal band, where his name is, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he wants to be like, he's super edgy and all that shit, and he wants to have a concert on a plane, because it's never been done before, and it, the plane gets hijacked. And there's just like box. It's it's that beautiful world pre 9/11 where there's just like tons of box cutters on planes and shit like that, and it's terrible. But Rucker Hauer plays the get bad guy because apparently Rucker Hauer plays a Satanist that is that this plane is getting once it gets 10 million viewers watching the concert, it's gonna fly over a city in Kansas that is actually a portal to hell. And then the plane has to go into the portal to open the portal so that the the hell hell on earth and the <laughs> Chris is taking his headphones off right now. No, put your headphones back on. I'm not done. <laughs> and the way that they do it is Rucker Hauer like blows up a fucking airport and they catch Rucker Hauer and Rucker Hauer actually kills himself and they land the plane because of the the hacker guy or the tech guy played airplane simulator games get the fuck it's real bad so let's just say like there's some times where rucker Hauer needed a paycheck Uh, look everyone has a bad mood there is i think everyone i think i have to double check on this uh i think rucker Hauer played in a movie called blind fury in the 90s and blind fury is about this vietnam a uh, soldier that gets blinded in Vietnam and left for dead. And okay. he gets taken in by, I think it's Vietnam, I don't know, but he t- gets taken in by this tribe that teaches him the ways of using a sword, basically like a samurai sword, as a blind person. It's not a bad movie. You should go check it out. And Rucker Hauer, you know how sometimes people like ham up being blind and all that shit, and they're not. Rucker yeah. Hauer does a really good job of looking like a blind person. So like, because okay. blind people aren't just like constantly looking at stuff nonstop and all that. They're like kind of like focus on one thing, and it looks like they're just looking at one thing. And that's mm-hmm. basically what Rucker Hauer does. There's a little bit of comedy in it. There's like actually, people get like shotgun blasted in the back and all that shit, and arms are getting cut off and shit. So it's not a bad movie. Uh, yeah, so go check that out. Uh, but yeah, Rip Ruff, Rucker Hauer. So, oh, that's about it. That's about it for the news. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, questions. We got questions. We do. We have uh, two questions, actually, I think. Do you, do you have them pulled up? I don't have them pulled up. <laughs> I will put them up. Okay. I actually can't pull them up because it messes with the Discord with your camera and all that stuff. So I need. Okay, cool. So we only have two. I know the fr- from our two you already you already answered the first one yesterday. <laughs> it was it was next. Right? So when that popped up, I didn't know that that was under podcast questions. I thought he just posted it up in general, right? right or right. sent it directly to me. And I'll, all I did on my phone was I didn't even go on Discord. I just like scrolled down, <laughs> hit reply. <laughs> It's like I like fingers, and I sent it back. It was just like for the podcast, motherfucker. Well, say what the question is first. He just asked: chicken nuggets or, or uh, fingers? Fingers, one hundred percent. Fingers all the way. Yeah, fingers are chicken nuggets are for children. Chicken nuggets are that pasted together shit. Chicken fingers can be like cut straight from the chicken breast and fried and shit. As a man who is trying to make a chicken strip food truck, I'm gonna go with chicken strips. <laughs> 
Yep. Uh, here's another question on that. What's your preferred dipping sauce? Um. So, not ketchup. Okay, as a child, mine was ketchup, but I do not like that anymore. Uh, um, I like a good barbecue sauce. I like a spicy barbecue sauce. Yeah, I like a spicy barbecue sauce. It used sauce. to be ranch I'll, I'll, for me. It used to be, but I got away from that shit. I, I just don't like ranch in general. That's good, because that not, shit's just fancy that, mayo. Yeah, like, mainly because it's so bad for you. It's like, so bad. Ranch tastes good to me, Ran- but it's so bad for you, and that's why I'm just like, oh, God, I'll have a heart attack if I touch Yeah, it. I got, so we went to Colton's. Do they have Colton's Steakhouse up there where you're at? Where you're at? No, uh, we have Texas Roadhouse. It's kind of, Texas, Texas Roadhouse is better, but Colton's is kind of okay. along the same lines. And uh, I got a side salad. I was like, yeah, let me get the non no fat ranch. And that shit's garbage. <laughs> that shit is so <laughs> bad. No, my preferred dipping sauce would be a hot honey mustard. Okay. Zaxby's has a really good hot honey mustard that you can get your fingers dipped yeah, in. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It, I, the reason I say that is because I had Zaxby's yesterday. So. <laughs> okay. Um. I was gonna I was gonna fall back and say it's just like a a thick buffalo sauce. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be something though. You can't just eat the chicken strip by itself. I can eat the chicken can strip. Can you I can't itself. do it. Because a lot of a lot of chicken strip is it comes down to breading. Like if you have a good breading, I can eat that shit by itself. It's true. Yeah. And if the and if the finger is moist. Like I remember like the garbage tier McDonald's chicken strips. Mm-hmm. That were like uh, five dollars for three. As, Fuck yeah! Yeah, they were really bad. You were talking about so the what was it the the wraps? You said yo, bring that shit back. So down the here, snack wraps? down here they have the grilled and fried snack wrap. I miss the Big Mac snack wrap. That's disgusting. No, you shut your. Well, granted, when I was eating those, I was smoking a lot of weed, but those are great. No, that doesn't count. You just negated what no, you no, were no, saying. No, I didn't. No, don't you? You were no. never. You were never sober when you ate the Big Mac. No, snack I ate them mostly when I was high. I did eat them when I like. They're good. Like, granted, it's just a Big Mac and a tortilla. That's all it is. But we had the snack wraps down here, man. They don't have them up here. That sucks to suck, bro. Yeah, (laughs) like they don't. don't I also I I hate those shitty chicken strips where it's like I don't know. I think you they're the ones like from Dairy Queen or something like that. That it's just like all bread, no fucking chicken. Yeah, like I said, if you ever come down here, I'll have to take you to a place called Slim Chickens, and they do very very minimal breading, and it's all just a big ass chicken strip. And it's super, super good. It's my favorite. The worst chicken strip that I've ever fucking had. Popeyes came out with a chicken strip that was chicken and waffles flavor. Ooh. The breading was so fucking thick because I think they use actual waffle, waffle batter. batter yeah. And it just expanded. <laughs> and I'm trying to eat through this fucking thing. And it's not good waffle. No. It's hard. Yeah, you have a waffle like log with a little bit of chicken in the middle. Yeah. No, it's it's awful. Dude. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Yeah, strip or strips slash fingers all the way. All right. Yes. So what's our next one? Second question. This is really going to be more you because I think that you'll be the subject matter expert. I, I did read this. With Hogak being 21 per, being um, – this is poorly worded a little bit. I'm sorry, H2O. Um <laughs> 
with Hogak taking up 21% of the current meta mm -hmm. in Mythic Champions 3 over the weekend, and fuckers mainlining Ley Lines of the Void to get an edge on that matchup, would you still have the balls to play in the large event? So here's the thing. Uh, I think it is worded weirdly. Uh, it's not that to have the balls. It is one of the best decks right now. Yes. It is one of the, I personally would not play it because I don't want to play that deck. I would play Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I like Phoenix more. But isn't Phoenix like the second best deck in the in the meta? Yes, but I can tell you right now, guess what won? Ultron. <laughs> the finals was Tron versus Hardened Scales. Hogak and Bird Birds didn't even make it to the finals. Hardened Scales is still viable? It's Hardened Scales Affinity. Oh wow! Yeah, they got they can consistently get a turn three kill with an ink moth or a blink moth, all that shit. Let me do the rundown. We'll come back to the question in a second. But sure. I watched this. Yeah, yeah. I watched this and it was great. So uh, it was best of three. I think the Tron player was up a game. So uh, we get Tron player has Tron like normally. We get to a point where the Hardened Scales player has a it's a one one creature with modular. Uh, and he has a one counter on it. So it's a one one. So he can modular means you can move any counters that are on it to any other creature that you want. Yeah. Uh, he had one of those on one. He had another one because he played the first one on turn one, but he didn't have a hardened scales out yet. Because otherwise, turn one is play hardened scales because you want to maximize yeah. the most out of your counters. Uh, so he played that turn one. Turn two, he top decked the hardened scales. So he played it. And then he also played another one of those. So he had a one one with one uh, counter and then a two two with two counters on it. And then he ended up getting a Arcbound Ravager out. Mm -hmm. He ended up getting, he's like, oh man, I got to get a Blink Moth. Needless to say, it comes down to it is the Tron player is at 16. And uh, the Hardened Scales player goes to play his second Hardened Scales. And at that point, the, Harden, uh, the Tron player has exactly 10 mana, I believe. And he plays, he has an O Stone on the field, Obliv Oblivion Stone. And basically it, it's, you play it, and then you can pop it to destroy everything on the battlefield, mm -hmm. including enchantments and all that shit. So in response to the Hardened Scales being played, the second Hardened Scales, he pops the O-Stone. In response to the O-Stone being popped, that's when the guy moves all of his counters because the Blink Moth Nexus cannot be hit by the O-Stone because it's not activated yet. Right. Uh, that Excuse me. No, that's not how it is. It cannot be hit because it's a land. O-Stone doesn't hit lands. Mm -hmm. So what he does is he activates the Blink Moth, puts all the counters onto the Blink Moth, but the problem is he's one damage short. He's one damage. Ah. So he swings in. The O-Stone pops off. Everything gets wiped out except for the Blink Moth and his lands. He swings with it, puts the Tron player down to one, and old Tron player had a Ulamog in his hand since opening hand. Rip. He plays the Ulamog, exiles the Blink Moth and the other green source because the guy had a, a nature's claim in his hand. The thing that would kill the Tron player off the top of the deck is if the Hardened Scales player pulled a Walking Ballista. Because you play Walking mm -hmm. Ballista, you pay two for it, Walking Ballista on one, fired at your face, Tron player's dead. So what he did was the smart move, because I think he only had two lands left. He had the Blink Moth and a and a forest 
instead of heart, instead he has to take the blink moth because otherwise he dies. Mm-hmm. So he chooses the blink moth, and instead of choosing the hardened scale, he chooses the other land source and leaves the guy with only one land so that he can't play the walking ballista on one if he were to top deck it. And then he plays Ulamog, exiles. The, I mean, he exiles those two. Plays it next turn, swings for ten, makes him uh, uh, mill twenty because that's what Ulamog does. And then the guy pulls yep. the card, extends the hand, and it's over. That's awesome. It was fucking great. Pure Tron has not won anything in a long. Usually it's like Eldrazi Tron or something like that. Mm-hmm. This was just mono green Tron. But the problem is he was main decking, or he was he had Leyline of the Void, because you just if you have it an opening hand you play it for free. But the problem is he drew yeah. he drew one, and he can't play it because he has no black sources. Yeah, that's yeah that's unless nice. he has like double chromatic sphere and you could do it that way. But who cares on that then? But yeah, it was fucking yeah. intense and fucking hype. But going back to the original question, uh, the problem is Hogak. The, the problem is they banned the wrong card. I think they should not have banned Bridge from Below. Hogak was the problem. Uh, yeah, but. Modern is kind of a shit show right now. Like, you have Hogak, and you still have uh, Phoenix on top. Uh, you still have Faithless Looting is probably one the best card in Modern right now. You're probably, that that one still might be on the chopping block here soon. Uh, if it came down to it, and I knew that I needed to play that if I was playing for a team, yes, I would play Hogak, because it's the best mm-hmm. deck right now. If I knew how it played, yeah. it just plays the best. Uh, yeah. But that's the breaks. That's how modern's going to be until they do something about it. So, and it's also modern season right now. So, do you think that it's going to? Do you think it's going to be on the chopping block for the next ban list? Do you think? Do I think Hogat will be? I don't. Maybe. Like the only other thing in that deck that they could really ban that would f- put the deck back down to where it was would be Hogat. I've seen Hogat yeah. come out in turn two. It's ridiculous. That's insane. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But again, on the other hand, Phoenix is also just equally ridiculous. Aria Flame is a broken fucking card that is amazing in that deck. Aria Flame mm-hmm. is the two colorless, one red drop enchantment that every time you play an instant or sorcery spell, uh, you put a counter on it, and then you do you put a counter on that enchantment, and then you do that much damage to your opponent. That's stupid. I saw two lightning bolts do nine damage. Yeah, because the first lightning bolt does three, does the one damage, and then the second lightning bolt does another three, and then ticks it up to two and does another two damage. That's dumb. And then you play a surgical or anything. You could play a fucking mm-hmm. sleight of hand, do another three damage, and now your phoenixes are back. Yep. It's crazy, man. Like, I play Burn, like, one of the fastest decks, one of the fastest decks that it used to be, but not anymore, man. I have lost the Phoenix decks with an, with an ideal burn hand. I watched a Hogat player get the nuts draw and still lose to Phoenix. It's crazy. Would you say that Phoenix is like the perfect counter to Hogak? It's just really a race. It's not really a counter. It's just the race. Mm-hmm. Like, Hogak can come out on turn two, but also if you have the perfect Faithless Lootings and the perfect Thought Scours, I could theoretically have three to four fucking... Uh, Phoenix is out on turn three. That's dumb. And also, I have Thing in the Ice, which I could just bounce your Hogat back to your hand. Yeah. So, yeah. Thing in the Ice is Thing in the Ice used to be a $2 rare. It is $85 for a playset now. Oh, shit. Yeah. If you got them, drop them off now. They are over $20 a piece. I, I dropped them when they were, I think, like five. 
no higher than that. I, I got money for that. I dropped mine when they were five. Yeah, it's dumb. So, but yeah, Magic Mount Modern's my format. Uh, if you if you want to get back, I don't know if you still have your Jun deck, but Liliana's are down to like sixty sixty five dollars right now. <laughs> really? Yeah. They. I mean, with those two decks, you can't. Jun's not gonna. Yeah. Jun won't even live long enough. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. But that's all I got. I'm winded. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do we got coming up? What what do we got coming? Up? Scrubverse itself. I mean, we have another podcast coming up and all that. But me personally, I have more streams coming. Like I said, I have been invited to be on the Mega Vision Sideshow podcast next Sunday, uh, and I'll be going to Austin on the eleventh, and I'll be playing more Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm hoping you're going to be getting you and your wife back in because it'd be cool to play with more people that I know. She's been asking. She has been asking. We'll see. Uh, you can get. Um, I think it's like. 40 bucks or no it might be 40 or 50 bucks to get the the all-in-one package of every expansion mm-hmm. so check that out so if you play come to my server so yeah i will um i'm working on an article um once i finish it i'll send it out to certain places i'm not going to say exactly who mm-hmm. um we were recently uh, extended an invitation to participate in the extra life stream. That's right. Yeah, that Mega Visions is doing. Um, I'm I'm gonna do my best to go. I'm gonna digital. Uh, so, I'll digitally come in. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drive up to where it's being held. There you go. And, you know, do my best to to show up. Uh, and then I've still got this these N sixty four shits that I'm taking. Yeah, I see. Well, I see a Bomberman. I see a Zelda. I see a Snowboard Kids. I see a F Zero. I see a Pod Racers. What? Did you play it? No, no. I'm gonna play it next. Great. It's so I'm good. Play it next. We got videos that we're still working on too. So. Yep. Uh, but that's it. Really, that's all we got. Right? That's it. All right. Yep. Everyone take care. Have a good week. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you would like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast, at Vetted Games, and at Tornado Jones. Email us at scrubburstpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our giveaway this month. Links will be provided in the podcast description. Thank you.